lawyer talk. Here we are. Uh, what is this? March 6th. Let me check. The sixth day of March. Yeah. So we are lawyer talk uh, off the record on the air. You know, we always, it seems like we always have guests anymore. Um, it's no fun when it's just us. I know. We, you know, we get so bored with each other. Arguing about politics and guns and all everything else. <laughs> guns and knives. But and I got politics. Bobby here today. Bobby. Bobby uh, hopefully digital. I got a wingman. Bobby Digital. In the Bobby flesh. Digital. Bobby Digital. <laughs> so those of you who have tuned into uh, the Comedians on South High are, are already familiar with Bobby. But uh, to the extent you're not, you're about to get real familiar with him. Jared, why don't you, why don't you give us some background here, man? With Bobby Dodds? Yeah. You want me to give his background? You don't want to ask him? No, I, I'm not, I, I, why don't I'm you give us... Uh, so, yeah, uh, <laughs> fair enough. I, what I meant to say is why don't you give us some background on the Comedians on South High? Comedians on South High. Comedians on South High. All right, that's a podcast. Jason Banks. Then Bakes is on here. My two just tied. Bob, Bobby Dodd. I'm their host, Jerry Blinsky. And uh, we kind of go on and just, you know, these guys use it from everything from an open mic to stories of their family to uh, trials and tribulations of being on the road as a stand-up comedian. And bullshit. A lot um, of bullshit. A lot of bullshit. That's, a, that's the best part. That's that is, that yeah, is that's the good part. The main part. <laughs> I mean, you know, I listened to the first couple episodes, and it gave me anxiety a little bit because I, I know you, Jared. Yeah. And, like, being with people that are in front of crowds that can talk, tell jokes, it's just second nature for you. Mm-hmm. I like had anxiety because I like I could feel myself in Jared's spot and being like in that room with those guys. Like where do you it's where do you chime in? It's, yeah. It's different than this show. Wait a minute, aren't you a trial lawyer? <laughs> it's still <laughs> yeah. giving me anxiety. It's different. I'm not no, hanging I'm around kidding. with comedians. Uh, look, that, I've said it before. I mean I think I said it when Jason Bangs was here that like I'm more petrified of actually standing up in front of a crowd and doing stand up comedy than well, maybe yeah. anything else. <laughs> well, if anything though, to be a stand up comic, you gotta have a very quick wit. You know what I mean? You're you're a quick thinker, you can come up with stuff on the fly, improv. It's like that's what this is all podcast is all about. So when you guys are slinging jokes and I, I felt like Jerry like be like where do I fit in here? Well, by the time I can say anything, if I say it, it was like, that was five that minutes was five ago. Minutes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, mean, it's not, nothing's going to count. It's like, wait, yeah, can yeah. we go back to that one thing? Because I had something to say. I had a funny joke there. Let me slip that in now. But no, you, you said that right there. Uh, last night, we went up there with Jason Banks. He was uh, headlining at the Toledo Funny Bone. And uh, we all rolled up there. And Bobby was just going to do a little guest spot. You know, mm-hmm. he's going to do what you were like five, ten minutes, something like that. And they get there, and they didn't have a host. So they immediately was like, hey, I know you were going to just do a quick guest right. spot, but now you're also going to host the show, <laughs> and we're going to need you to do 15 minutes, yeah. and uh, so have fun. Right. Does right. that in, it give you any anxiety anymore? No, not well. I mean, 15 minutes is cool. If they was like, yo, the feature right here, I need you to do 20, 25, 30. They was like, okay, man, let me go sit down and uh, right, put some <laughs> right. shit together. You know what I'm saying? What I'm going to do. All right. All right yeah. Let's back up for a second. So yep, uh, Bobby Dodds, now, how on earth did you end up... Uh, well, where do you want to start? Uh, you tell tell me, man. Where do you want to start? Well, shit. Uh, I've been doing I've been doing comedy. It's been uh, it was ten years back in December, and uh, man, I just I just started because I'm funny. I've been funny my whole life, and I needed something to do. I'm not college educated, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, well, I gotta I gotta find a career somewhere. I gotta find a way to make money. So somebody just suggested, and I went on stage my first time, and I smashed. And then uh, now by smashed, you, I did good. I that's did good. good. Okay. Yeah, the very good. first time you <laughs> stepped up there, you did. I did. I did good the first time. Wow. Yeah. And then it's just, and then after that though, it's just a tunnel of the uh, 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 trial and error. You know what I'm saying? Just fuck bullshit and great shit, bullshit, great shit. Yeah. Until you get a, a, a steady pile of good shit, and you can just take 15 minutes to an hour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Now, where are you from? You, you I'm from, from originally from Toledo, Ohio. Toledo. Does yeah. that, is, that, is that where Klinger was from? Klinger. Who's Klinger? Yeah. Nash. 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 Yeah. It's the hot Tony dog Paco's. place. That's he all was. Tony yeah. Paco's. Tony Paco's. I know, yeah. I know people in Toledo talk a lot about Mash, so maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, Tony Paco's is, is that thing up there. The Vito's hot dog in, in there and their, their pickles and everything and like Nettie's, that. And yes. Nettie's, uh, they got a little, like, every summer they open up Nettie's, which is kind of like a, uh, I guess like a hot, hot dog, dog ice cream kind of place. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's that that's it though. Everything else is shitty. Everything else is there no opportunities really much. <laughs> so we got yeah. and, and Paco's. Yeah. Everything else sucks. And they got a really good cemetery too. Yeah. If you go online, <laughs> and one of the things they boast about is the cemetery. But it's a uh, yeah. But what it's, makes a cemetery good? I don't know. It's a great place to die. Yeah, place, great great place to live if you're already dead. It'd be awesome. Right. Did yeah. we get a tweet for that case? Yeah, we were with that there. expert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where it was. Okay. Now, What's the university there? Toledo. University of Toledo. Now, don't get me wrong, man. University of Toledo is a good school. That's yeah, a good school. It's a good campus. Yeah. And they're trying to, they keep expanding. Every time I go back, man, it's more. they've taken up more of the city. They're just in a tiny spot at first, and they just expanded. So, I mean, I also grew up in a terrible part of the cities, too. So, yeah, I could play a part. That's what I think about it, too. So, I guess, when did you know? You said you were always funny. I mean, was that like you were like the classroom cut up? Were you the guy making everybody? Laugh oh yeah, man! Every yeah, when I was a kid, man, that's all I. That's I was good at that, and also too, I analyzed myself a lot. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think that when I was a kid, I had to, I moved a lot so much. You know what I'm saying? I had to make friends quick, so and that was the best way that I could do was to be funny, and that shit just grew. And I, so I've always been funny and trying to make people laugh. So it's, it's, you know, I've heard that story before where like guys are moving or you're going to a new place and, a, and the best defense mechanism to anything is yeah. just, if you can make people laugh, it t- it's like when Jared says you get to them by their stomach. It's like you give them food, you yeah. mean, but this is a little bit, uh, exactly. a little bit, uh, a little bit of the same thing. So I guess I'm trying to picture why on earth or how on earth did you end up at a, uh, a, a like doing some stand up? Was it an open mic? Open it was mic, an open mic. mic. Okay. And Toledo, there was a second club called connections comedy club and i started there that sounds like a like a dating network <laughs> right Love connections. yeah and i went there and i did good and um and the little the manager guy really liked me and uh and so I, I stuck there for like a year and then i moved to columbus and i i impressed at the columbus funny bone i won the competition back in like 2016 15 now, and, Jason uh, won that too, right? At one year or no? Jason won it maybe the first year I got into it. Okay. Yeah, and surprised the shit out of me. I didn't know who he was. Like, he, we, me and him, best friends probably, probably now. Yeah. Real close friends. I didn't know who he was. He just showed up and won it. I was like, I've been here for like six months. Who is this guy winning shit? <laughs> yeah, so it was, yeah. Yeah, that's he's a do, funny guy. Do you find, do you have to change, like if you're at a place for six months, do you do the same material? Do you change it up night to night? I mean, um, is it, it depends I know you have a new on, crowd, but. It depends on what the show is. So, like, you use the I, I I would use the open mic to try the new stuff, see how the new stuff is gonna go. It might go good, it might go bad. You know what I mean? So, um, it's only five minutes. Five minutes before you start doing comedy is a long time, but when you've been in it a while, it's like that. You know? Yeah. So you could bomb for five minutes if it's all new shit and not feel horrible. Well, at least I can not feel horrible about yourself. But if I'm at a show like we had this show, the 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 country club. You know, I, it's like my wife, one one Thanksgiving, she tried some new shit in the macaroni and fucked up the macaroni. And I was like, man, listen, don't try new shit on paid gigs. Thanksgiving is a paid gig. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. They expecting the laughs. They paying you for these laughs. Don't fuck up the macaroni. So I always try to do polished shit You're right, at these shows. Right, right. You know what I mean? And if yeah. I'm trying to impress somebody that I know is there, you know. Right. Yeah. Now, what's your writing process? What what goes into your head? To, like, if, you, if I said you have to create... 
15 minutes of comedy and have it ready in 30 days. Is that like realistic? Or? Oh yeah, that's really realistic. Yeah, there's a there's a uh, there's a podcast right now where they'll give you a topic and give you 20 minutes to come over five minutes, and it might be shitty. But and like if somebody, I, I seldom try to take shows that gives you. I need customized material. But if you wanted to do it, yeah, you'd like what what what, what do you guys do? Like uh, like for example, I did uh, a show recently for. I think they were financial advisors. I don't know. It was in uh, Mount Vernon, and um, and uh, and like if I wanted to do that, for example, I would try to learn what I could about it, you know, and uh, and just try to incorporate some yeah, jokes incorporate some it. jokes yeah. into it. Yeah. So yeah. you okay. would actually tailor the comedy to the audience a little bit. So if you know it's a financial advisor in Mount Vernon, you're thinking Mount Vernon financial advisors. Yeah. And then, and then at least at least early up front, get them on your side early. Like at least up front. Try to show that it's you're relatable, and then you can kind of once they're on your side, you can kind of go anywhere with them. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, at least. Early well, that on. wealthy metropolis in Mount Vernon probably had some, <laughs> some financial planners up there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now, I, I guess I'm still like you said. You just look at it and you you come up with material, but and and maybe this is the million dollar question of what you do. It's like mm-hmm. I could think about Mount Vernon all the time. I mean, forever for months and months and months, and I probably wouldn't come up with a good comedy routine. So it's like, what what's the, where, where's the, how do you connect those dots? The first thing I do is I, I like to rant. Some people will sit down and write. I'll just rant. And my, my best, the, probably my, what I do best if I'm going, if I'm going to a place that I'm familiar with or I know the demographic, I'll go, I'll go in my head before I go there and I'll pretend that I'm in front of them. And I'll joke about the bullshit, you know what I mean? But yeah, so I, I kind of put myself there mentally and joke and act like I'm on stage and act like how weird it is I'm the only black guy here. And you know what I'm saying? That seems to go over really well. And if it's farming country, you might try to say something about a, the guy in the overalls who's going to be there if it's Mount Vernon. The guy in the overalls is going to be there. So so, so you try, I'll try to do that. Um, and then another, another, um, another trick, if you want to call it that, is you can take some of your jokes that you already know are polished and kind of slice in the pieces of the the surrounding. You know what I'm saying? Um, so if I'm talking about a customer service, because I I, I, um, I do a lot of cost center work. I've done cost center work for forever. And uh, so instead of like calling the cost center work, maybe do like customer service and like cause everybody got a shopping center. You know what I'm saying? You do customer service there. So kind of kind of try to mel it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just mm-hmm. looking for the time. Whatever can get you through the half hour. You know what I'm saying? The hour, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Get through a half hour with people laughing. Now, yeah. you, you said, no, look, well, I'm a black guy and these are all, I'm gonna, these are white guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you weren't, uh, you weren't shy about bringing up the, any race issues or, or how do you feel about that generally speaking? What's, what's the, I think if it's God, I think, I think, I think first of all, everybody's scared of race and ain't nothing going to be solved if everybody's afraid of it. You got to talk about it. As long as everybody being respectful, you know what I'm saying? What can you, how can you be mad? And some people going to be in their feelings and be upset about it. Um, as far as, uh, I, and also too, it's just really easy, something easy to break the, cause look, man, when I feel, I look at stand up comedy, like, like I just need the laughs. I need you to laugh. Right. You know what I mean? Whatever I got to do to get them, I'm going to get them. And they I'm came not gonna, here to laugh. Yeah, you came here to laugh. Yeah. And I'm not going to be disrespectful, no shit like that, but let's have fun. Right. And the first thing, especially like, like, and also too, you got to understand it's from my, like when I walk in this room, they're like, they're already looking at me. Like who is, they don't know me. They, they didn't see the flyer. There's no pictures. Who is this guy that we've never seen? Right. Big, hairy, dark guy. So I got to get up there and talk about it. It's the, it's the easiest way to get them to laugh. Right, like, yeah, right, okay. And it's, yeah. it ain't gotta be nothing. It could be like, yeah, I know some of you guys thought I was delivering pizza earlier and they, they all get a laugh right, and it's right, funny, you know? Right. And, um, and, uh, you know, 
Well, look, if, it's, if there's tension, I guess the best way, it's sort of like it's with you a as a kid, it, right? Yeah, you, you got to slice them laugh the about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like when I was a kid, just make you laugh. I know y'all, I know it was a little uncomfortable to see me, but hey, we're cool. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it only takes a, like a quick second to break that. And then you're best friends for the next fucking 35 minutes. No, we were at the Wedgwood Country Club there and did the show. And Bobby killed it. I mean, he did. And I mean, <laughs> the crowd was loving him. But we were talking last night. We were on the parking lot. And you got the joke about folding the towels. Uh-huh. And I and, and I just said how well that played there because it yeah. was it was this you know I mean a comedy show might be singles might be twenties younger people this right here these people all bought tickets to it I mean it was it was it was a large crowd I mean it there was like a lot of people there there yeah. was over a hundred people there no it was much it, it was that like, was like two hundred people it was probably like two fifty three hundred yeah. there yeah it was it was a big room and but a lot of those were couples you know I mean there weren't a lot of single people in there yeah. so whenever he started getting into his relationship jokes and his kids jokes. That mm-hmm. opened it up to where they they saw it. You know what I mean? They they right. lived that. They've walked it. Yeah. And like he's got this one joke, and I, it just was simultaneously the wives slapping the husbands. <laughs> yeah. Right? They were like, "The safe. I told you. I wish Bobby yeah. was there to yell at you before." <laughs> yeah. And also too, with the race contrast is just funny. You know what I'm saying? If I, I can't get away with that same joke play, playing a room full of black people, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <No>. yeah, <so laughs> sure. Contrast is just funny. If if it's a super tall person, you got to talk about that. Because if you're a super big person. You know what I'm saying? At least when I when I was when I was learning comedy, you know, you get advice from other comedians, and one of the things that you say is say something that's obvious, say something that's like if somebody like imagine that you're in a comedy club and you're and you're on this and, and you're watching a comedian and a, and a waitress over there drops something that makes a bunch of noise and the comedian says nothing about it. Wouldn't that be weird? And the comedian didn't yeah. say nothing about it. It yeah. also it all kind of a little bit conveys to the audience like you don't have really the sense of the room or you're right. too nervous. You know what I'm saying? It's really a kind of back and forth of energy that you kind of play off of. It's when you think that way about it anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's well, I imagine that But you does, can feel that. I mean, yeah, there's moments I'm sure you, right? yeah. you throw a joke out there and it's just, you can feel it. And yeah. You like, I got him. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and then and, also too, you'll yeah. know, like you'll have a joke that you'll know will hit and but you know there's a second like uh, what we call a tag that's yeah. coming out of behind it. That's going you've done it, so you know that if it, if that first thing hit, the tag will sit it there. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's always fun to feel and, and feel yeah. that and be in that moment too. Yeah, and, and it, it makes sense though, because like when you when you're when you're talking about the room or, or or understanding what's going on in your surroundings, if you ignore stuff, we do this in court all the time. I mean, if something happens in a courtroom and you just stick to your prepared speech yes, and exactly. you ignore the like the, yeah. the reality of what's going on, you're mm-hmm. not in tune with it. It's so insightful that you said yeah. that. It's like people know that you're just not you're you're, you're too yeah. stuck in your own head. Exactly. Yeah, they want to know that you're there and you know what's going on. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing with a heckler. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not just. Attacking a heckler, it's a science to it. If I go too hard on this guy, even no matter what he's saying about me, if I go too hard on this heckler, I'm gonna lose the crowd, and they're gonna be on his side. So not only am I fighting the heckler, I'm also fighting the wave of we're on your side, we're on your side. Ooh, that was too far. Don't come at him like that. Because yeah. at the bottom, and as far as the heckler goes, at the end of the day, they are kind of here. They are here to see you, and they are already on your side. So, you know, so it's it's always a kind of give and take, a pull, a yin and yang. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I got to ask you about the heckler then. So, do you have like stuff in your back pockets? Like, if a heckler says something, you you, you just know what you're gonna do, or is it uh, you just rely on pure instinct? I don't really like to be interrupted when I'm on stage, but if it's if it's if if it's a good <coughs> interruption, yeah, okay, I'll take it and we'll play with it for a little bit. Um, and but if sometimes, but you you got to be careful, especially when people drink. They'll think, "Oh, I'm part of the show now. He wants uh, me to do this." Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta be like, so you gotta you gotta shut it down. As far as the back pocket thing, the easiest thing that I've found for me to do and the crowd to respond to is to just mock what they say. You know what I'm saying? I'm really good at 
levels in my voices, so I'll yeah. just say something stupid and duh, 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 duh. like I'll yeah. say whatever they say. I say it in a dumb voice, and that just kind of embarrasses them. Regardless of what they say, they'll get a quick little laugh, and then I can move on. Unless they, and that's the that's the that's what I've learned to do to keep them on my side and not hurt their feelings too much. But then if they keep going, I might have to get a little mean. You know do you I mean? uh do you have a story from like the worst one you had? Do you remember anybody in particular? It wasn't really the worst one. I wasn't doing too well at one show in Cleveland early on, ah, maybe five years ago. So it wasn't too early on. And uh, I wasn't doing too well. And uh, I was doing good. I was getting laughs, but it wasn't I didn't I wasn't proud of it. And this one guy, first of all, it wasn't cold, but he had on this big ass fur coat. And it was a uh, it was a black crowd, so you know what I'm saying. He had this woman with him, and uh, and he was just taking a fucking phone call. He was taking no, the phone was I can't remember what was happening, but it was somehow the phone got involved, and uh, and she was trying to tell him that you're interrupting the show, and it was kind of like quiet back and forth, and he he was kind of fighting. So I just kind of kind of started mimicking them to the rest of the crowd so they knew what was going on. And he didn't know. No, he no, he kinda I mean he act like he didn't know, but everybody started laughing. Yeah. I was like, bitch, you he don't I'm gonna fuck if he on the goddamn stage, but I gotta make a goddamn phone call. Call that motherfucker tell him here. <laughs> and they and that crowd just loved that shit. And it, and I said something about the fur. I was I was just him for a minute. And that really that I mean I hated that it happened in the moment because I'm already not having the best set and this motherfucker is and that pissed me off but then I, I was kind of imitating him and that kind of helped so it was that was kind of the biggest yeah. hmm. uh, uh, heckler thing I've ever had happen to that's me. gotta be the hardest thing about comedy that's cause you know a lot of what the, some of your your killer jokes mm -hmm. and then you get up I mean, I'm sure you've had it happen you get up in a room it's like this one gets laughed every time yeah. nobody laughs yeah. or that get they didn't get the roar I thought it would yeah, that, it's like reacting too. to that is like oh it's got it I mean you got to develop possible. some thick skin I imagine I mean if you're if you're like to me failure is awful to but me it I, is but it's like I I I love comedy so I listen uh, to a lot of different comedians on podcasts mm -hmm. it's like everyone has multiple stories of bombing even yeah. the biggest yeah whether it's a Kevin Hart or Burt Kreischer or Rogan or whatever it is it's like they all have these stories yeah. of like, yeah, I did this, this, and this, and I won't do that again. Or I, I and you know, I, I got, I learned something from that. Well, you have you know to fail I mean? in order to yeah. learn, right? Yeah, you, you have, have to. to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it just, it just seems like it would be you. You're signing up for it, and we do too in our job all the time. Oh as man, well, you've but, yeah. seen it. I mean, I've had times getting up and doing trials, and just like, well, that sucked. Yeah, that didn't yeah. go over well. Yeah, you know and then mean? when you bomb, it's it's a part of the process, especially you know. You bomb it. It was stand up comedy. You bomb at every level until you get to like that Jerry Seinfeld and people just no matter what you say, you're just so beloved. And Dave Dave Chappelle right. too. You're just so beloved. Right. And don't get me wrong, those guys are still funny. But I, they'll even admit it. Like yeah, I had it was an interview with uh, Jerry Seinfeld. And he was like, yeah, man, it's just you, people go out, they know you, they want to laugh at you right. when you're Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, you know. But bombing is a part of the process. And the thing about comedy, and I, I, now that I'm thinking about it, probably you guys too, you bomb. There is no bombing. There is no practice outside of bombing in front of everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. Where do you, all you can do is stand in front of the mirror with me personally right. going over the shit, but I, I'm not going to know if same. it's not going to work. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. not the yeah. same. I don't know if it's not going to work until I get in front right. of these motherfuckers and it might yeah. not work. Mm -hmm. And then but that was so funny right. to me. You have like, like Dave Chappelle. Like Dave Chappelle makes me laugh by his body length. Mm -hmm. The way he smiles at his own jokes and kind of backs up yeah. and hunches over, like hits his leg. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Like I just laugh at that. He didn't say anything fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. But his reaction to his own joke sometimes uh, makes me laugh. When I, so it is when you get that big. Yeah, when yeah. I started doing comedy, man, and I probably do today, I, I said something the other day, a lot of my comedy, man, is just me goofing off about the shit I've thought about. You know what I'm saying? And I hope that you guys are 
think it's as funny as I do. You know what I'm saying? But it's just yeah. Yeah. fucking goofing off, man, and, and just enjoying the moment. So, yeah, I love comedy. It's fun. You got to be a rare beast, though. And, I mean, you went up there the first time, and you said you got a great reaction. Yeah. I hear a lot of people. I did. I think Jason told the story in here. He's like, oh, I went up the first time. I was terrible. You know what I mean? Or something. I, I Maybe that, that was him that I, said I that. But it's like. Jason's very judgmental upon himself. He really is, man. I tell him all the time. Like, though, you you probably, you the funniest. I tell him all the time. You the funniest dude I know. But he is judgmental. But I'm, I'm, I was never nervous, though. You know what I mean? I was just going to ask you. Stage fright. Yeah, the stage fright, though, it's not. I mean, it's, I mean, I, it's always going to. But it's never been debilitating for me. Like, when I was in high school, I did plays and musicals and shit. Okay. All that shit like that. So it was never it was never there. And I wanted the attention, too. You know what I mean? As I've gotten older, maybe stage, I wouldn't call it stage fright, maybe stage apprehension. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, it's like, okay, let's go, let's go, shake it off. But like early on, it was like, and it helped with my jokes, the kind of jokes that I do, high energy, yelling, I'm loud. You know what I mean? I'm loud now. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's yeah, just turn a his part microphone of, down. <laughs> it's just a part of my personality to be loud and outrageous. So it Well, you're real, though. Yeah. And that's, that's how you get loud. I mean, yeah. you're real. Yeah, yeah, I try to be. I so to you be. were you did actual acting and and such in in high school then? Yeah, like I did. Uh, and I went to an inner city school where it wasn't a focus, so it wasn't like we was doing. You guys uh, weren't doing the Wizard of Oz. Nah, we was doing like <laughs> bullshit. Like we would do like medleys of musicals because we couldn't afford to do the musical, so we just do medleys. We'll pick songs and we'll do act them out and do shit like that. In junior high school, though. When I was here, I was I would lived in Toledo, but I was junior high school here. They did like big shit. Like I did, I did the musicals with them, and they were like real productions. So yeah, I've had some stage. Uh, so music, you can sing. Is well, that I, what you're? I used to, I used to do that shit, choir and shit, and I now I do it just as part of my 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 shit, just being funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you listen to podcasts, me and Jason go in. Yeah, we really be uh, uh, belling, the, last, the last episode that just came out, man. There's there's a couple clips I just want to cut out. I forget what songs you sang, man. You sang a couple of them. I go back. There's a number of times you sing a lot we, in yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just you know I'm just, I'm a goofy dude and I like R and B music. So and he sang yeah. Freebird in the car that's, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that's my shit. We, 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 <laughs> imagine that. Um, me and Jason Banks and Bobby Dodds are rocking out to Leonard, Leonard Skinner. Skinner. Yeah, it was, and it was he went, real, to, it he went to cut it off. I said, no, 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 play that one. And yeah. play that one. And I'll play that one now. Yeah. <laughs> did, you nail, did he nail the uh, the Southern oh, Leonard Skinner? He's got Freebird down. And yeah. it's not even, all the people think, people say sing, but I just imitate. I hear and yeah. I just try to imitate. So when I like the R&B music, I just try to imitate it. When I hear Leonard Skinner, I try to imitate it or whoever I'm listening to. If I like it and I'm trying to sing, I just imitate it. My voice is... I pitchy, you know what I'm saying? I up, down, whatever, whatever. So it's just easy for me, you know what I mean? And it makes me laugh, you know what I mean? That's who. All who's right. your uh, R&B-wise? Who's your, who's your go-to? Oh, man, probably I like a bunch of shit. I love old shit like Luther Vandross, Marvin Gaye. Oh, Gay, okay. That Marvin shit like Gay, that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, 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 fucking... Uh, uh, what's the dude? Uh, love ain't happening now. What's his Al Al Green? Al yeah. Green. Yeah. I like him, and uh, you know, and, and my shit from my generation too. Shit like Usher, One Twelve. You know what I'm saying? Shit like I used to like R. Kelly till he went fucking that crazy banana <laughs> shit. <laughs> and you can't even listen to R. Kelly on the motherfucker. <laughs> like what the fuck you listening to over there? Cut that shit off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker, your business. Fuck, I'm listening to. All right. What about uh, what about this cancel culture thing? We asked we asked uh, uh, Jason Banks a little bit about this. Yeah, it's like you I get people so. like uh, 
And of course, that was right after the the award show that uh, what's his name did. Who's the British Kevin, guy? Oh no, it was after that. But Kevin Hart, remember, he lost yeah, the same kind of thing. He Kevin lost. Hart. He lost out on some. Uh, what was he going to host? Uh, uh, Emmys, well, Oscars, Grammys. Well, the, I think it was the Grammys. I'm not okay. sure. Yeah. But it was yeah. That was that was weird. So the I mean those guys and what's his name? Who did the the Gervais? Ricky Gervais. Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Gervais. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah. just sort of took Kevin Hart and flipped it around and made it funny, right? He was just like, screw you, people. I'm yeah. just going to make fun of all you people. And that's the thing. I especially like with Ricky Gervais. What was his thing? It was just he was he was. He just seemed mad. Yeah, but you angry. can't be mad at yeah. him for that. You know, I can see how people be upset at somebody like R. Kelly for the shit that he did. But for Ricky Gervais, now you just being ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't just, know that he really got, he didn't lose anything, did he? Well, he didn't care. This is see, what's interesting to me. Is this happens to Trump, too. It's like, if you make fun of Trump, and he'll just, he'll just he'll laugh and give it right head. back to you. It's yeah. like, he's not going to get it. It's not going to hurt him. He doesn't care. I mean, he does care, but he doesn't show it. I, I guess. was about to say, yeah. he, I think, I think he hurt him, but he ain't going. He, like, he I never, do agree with you. Yeah. That. He, you never know. With him tweeting like Beyonce on the toilet in the morning, it's like clearly he cares what people think about yeah, him. Yeah, he's kind of tweeting about. Tweeting yeah. about uh, yeah. I think he cares more than he will ever let on how much people think of him. But how he deals with like. You know, the old one is like, uh, you're just a, a rich white guy. No, I'm a millionaire. You know, I'm a billionaire. Like, he'll just oh, give yeah, it right back will. even yeah, more. Sort of like he's yeah, dealing he with will. hecklers. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, so what? Big deal. But I guess on, on your end, on the stand-up circuit, uh, how much do you worry about it? How much do you worry about offending somebody with either politically incorrect jokes or anything like that? I, guess? I don't, really. <laughs> I just don't, man. I'm. Remember when Leslie was here? And we was had the conversation, and I just I I'm I, the way I talk. I'm not because you know why I don't care because I'm not in it to hurt nobody's feelings, man. If you get hurt by it, let's have a conversation. Come up to yeah. me after the show, yeah. but don't be grandstanding in the middle of the show talking shit. You know what I'm saying? You just trying to have your moment. You just want the spotlight on you. That's wrong in front of all these people. Come talk to me after. I'm cool with that. Well, you know I didn't just take the stage at a lunchroom and started saying exactly. all the things I want to say. You bought a to ticket to you know a comedy I mean? show. Yeah, right. So, yeah, when that, people come to comedy shows with that attitude. That That is beyond ridiculous. But uh, just even in real life, I think sometimes... Um, I get the I get the you want the shit to be correct, but, you know, I, anytime, you can almost kind of think about any time where you wanted to correct, especially as a group, motherfuckers will overcorrect and do crazy shit like this cancel culture shit. Because, I mean, some people do need to be canceled, but for every, like, again, the Ricky Gervais shit, trying to get him canceled for that dumb shit. Well, there was the guy, excuse me, there was a guy on uh, Saturday Night Live, remember? He got a. I'm coughing. Oh Jeez yeah, they, he had, he got hired and fired. They at hired the same him, time. and then they yeah. found some old podcast where he made some comment. I don't remember. I don't even remember what it was. If it's it was like LGBTQT or yeah, something. yeah. It was something. How bad was the comment? And they played it. I don't remember because when they tried to do the cancel culture on Kevin Hart too, that was a bit much in my opinion too. Like he said some shit that might offend some people, but he's a comedian. Man. Kevin Hart is almost too big and it was to like, cancel though. It was like yeah, a he, tweet. He's got, wasn't, that, wasn't he the one with tweet, tweet, a tweet about the dollhouse or something? And yeah, I mean it was just like. They were, they were offended by it, but nobody was offended by him smashing the dollhouse on his son's head. Yeah, right. they, were, they were offended like you're going to play with dolls. Well, I, well what? And I'm like, oh, hold on, what about the abuse? <laughs> Nobody's saying anything I think about the, him I think smashing the, it on his head. <laughs> I think the most recent one that's popular right now is the Kobe Bryant thing and Ari Shafir. Did you see that? Yeah, where he was like, uh, but see, I'm biased because I'm I love Kobe Bryant, so I can't say nothing about he that. He lost shit. a lot. I mean, he's, yeah, he, he they, damn near I mean, he manager, damn near yeah. manager left him. Yeah, he, he had some Netflix special on the way or some shit yeah they slice a yeah. lot of that shit and um oh man i don't he uh, he sort of defended it saying i've done this before and he before has any community or any popular person dies i he will say kind of over the shit. top stuff about yeah. him on on in, in a tweet 
Uh, but did you hear what he said? I don't even know what, what this is. It? He just said he said I don't remember specifically, but I think it it, it was it was uh, had to do with his rape allegation. If I'm wrong, it if mentioned I'm right. the rape mm. allegation. Yeah, it a bit went over the top. Yeah. It said stuff. I think he said something like, "I I, I want to shake the hand of the guy that put gas." That forgot yeah, he to put was gas wild in the and he fucked out. Yeah, he like, was. He went ooh, over geez, the top. It wasn't even just about Kobe at that top. point. It's everybody yeah. in there. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Over the top. You know what I'm yeah. So, and he said it was always oh, just that's what I do. I just take it and flip it on its ear and just say you know random stuff. See, that's but, a little bit different to me. I mean, that's just that is a. Yeah, I mean, that's just inappropriate. It's not the word I'm looking for. Like ins- insensitive. Not even. I mean, it's just a bad joke. Well, I mean, right? yeah, kids, it's just a, his, kid, his kid died. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean like, kid died and other kids families, died. Yeah, family is, like, is there yeah. no? Yeah, right. Is there? Yeah. And I, you know, there has to funny, be a line. Guess, there's got to be a line somewhere. Well, there was a line. It probably wasn't funny, and and yeah. nobody thought. Now, does he deserve to have his life canceled as? That, result that's that's I, the, yeah i, I don't know um, and it's not like the government's doing it i mean it's already been on th- he's been on th- you know about him he's been on thin ice man did you ever listen to the podcast where he now, drugged bert yeah i heard about that he just Dude, you know he drugged who so they were on a podcast he like went to go use the bathroom and bert crusher came back and apparently put like ecstasy in his drink yeah and drugged him and yeah. so he's like i'm not feeling i'm not feeling great yeah, that's a felony and he goes oh oh really <laughs> right. you're not feeling he goes you're not feeling good like and it just comes out and it like Bert was like for like two days I wasn't right like yeah. my wife said you're not welcome back in the house because his podcast studio is in the basement of his house it's like don't yeah. let him back over here well, look that's a, that's a, that's a, that's horrible so this guy this he, is the same guy and again yeah, well, he struck me I beat yeah. the shit out of him yeah. so a guy like that is obviously not a one and done thing you know what I'm saying you look at that Chris Brown Rihanna shit Chris Brown unfortunately beat up Rihanna right and that's old. But it's not like a, re- a repeat. He, that was it, right? He didn't beat up no other female. It's not a repeat action. You know what I'm saying? So you want to cancel that shit over a mistake a kid made? That's you. That's stupid. I agree with that. But somebody like Ari, who obviously has a pattern of just it doing just like off a, the wall shit. Sounds just. I like mean, a, he was a host of. I really like to show. Uh, this is this isn't happening. Uh-huh. I've never heard, heard of that him. One? I, well, I've heard of him. I've never really listened to him. I know Ali Sadiq kind of comes through him, and Ali Sadiq is really funny to me. Um, but I've never really paid too much attention to Ari aside from the shit, the crazy shit he does. Yeah, he ran a show that was this is not happening, where a comedian would go up there and give, I mean, a, a very short spot of a story that's like this is not happening, like crazy story. Yeah. So it wasn't like a comedy act; it was the comedian telling, "You, you won't believe what happened to me. Yeah, this gotcha. is this is the story." Yeah, comedians telling stories pretty, and much, it was yeah. good. It was good. I really liked it. He hosted it, um, and he's on a lot of the podcasts I listen to. But I mean, at some point, if I was his friend, I'd be like, "Dude, we got it." Yeah, yeah, we got to pack it down a little, not dude. Not that funny. Right? I can't. Yeah. I want to take a sip of my water at a podcast but, studio. I can't think I'm going to be drugged. Off- offensive is one thing, or being offensive like in the current, like he was. Like, like Kobe Bryant, I mean, like him and love him, hate him, whatever. I mean, it's a sad situation on any level. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Kobe, it, it's just sad. What bugs me about the cancel culture is when they are like ex post facto rules. So like 10 years ago, it's perfectly normal to say this word or whatever mm-hmm. word you're talking about. And then 10 years later, somebody looks back and said, oh, you said that word. Now back it's then. offensive. Back then, back then yeah. it wasn't. But now it is. And we're going to cancel everything you've ever done because of that. Like that that's the stuff that I find to be ridiculous. I think the argument against that, and I, I think, I don't know how I feel about that. That's a, that's a good point. But I think the argument against that is it was bad. They say it was bad back then. You shouldn't have been doing it back then. But, you know, but see, you know, and then, see, and then, I don't know how I think feel about it because it might have been bad back then, but it was still acceptable. Motherfuckers was doing it. So now you want to go. So I kind of 
feel you. I kind of feel both sides of that shit. Well, I guess there's, there, there are words, and we don't need to go into what they are, I suppose, that were culturally acceptable <clears throat> in, like, say, 50 years ago or 60 years ago that, say, my grandparents would have used mm-hmm. on anything, whether you're talking about a race, whether you're talking about something, whatever it would be. And now they wouldn't be. Now you and I would never say those words, and, and, and frankly, maybe they'd become offensive for whoever they refer to. All right, well, we don't use those words today. Now, mm-hmm. if I used them 30 years ago when they were acceptable, uh, but now you try to use it, or, and now somebody's blaming me for that or judging me for that today, I think that's that's where things get ridiculous. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, it's social media, too. I mean, I'm uh, about to say, yeah, that, too. I think in just, real life, I think when it's hard to hate people and be mad at people when you see them every day, man, and they, the, you know what I mean? And you see growth in people Yeah, over time. You I mean, see the other day, I like to, some of the people that I've watched on YouTube, like I'm laying in bed, I can't sleep, I'll watch some... If I like them, I I don't think I've ever left a negative comment for anything. If I don't like it, I just won't watch it. I'll turn it off. But if somebody's doing something good, I'll say something positive. It's amazing the responses you get from like other people you don't even know responding to what I say, like with some criticism or like mm-hmm. calling you a name. Yeah, it's like what where'd that come from? All well, I said you, was I really like the channel. Here's where it comes from. It's they, uh, these like, people have never you know had I mean? to, they've never had to interact interpersonally with anybody. Mm-hmm. They've never sat around a round table like this and actually had a discussion because they're I, the I, king I, of that keyboard. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> or their tweets or, <laughs> or this or, or whatever. You know? yeah. But this is what I've always said. It's like if you if you're forced to actually talk to somebody face to face, like we didn't start with what our differences were today. We mm-hmm. start with what did we just started talking like normal people. Yeah. It's like there's no reason for anybody here to hate anybody else. I mean, it just doesn't. It's stupid. But in a comment like yours talking about Jeff, you write some comment it's easy for some asshole to say oh you're a jerk you're stupid you don't right, know this right, right, you, right. all those you statements it's like all right well, well do you get that do you like i mean you're a comedian you probably probably have stuff on youtube and different things that you've done or you have like instagrams do you get fe- negative feedback from people um i uh I mean, every from time to time you do. I I would love to say that I, I see it and I don't. I don't. It don't affect me. I don't let it roll on my back. But you see it and you it don't does, like it. Man. Yeah, We're you don't human. like the shit. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. like it. But um, you know, and also what I what I would like to what I do now, especially on Twitter, is that when I see comments like that, I will go and click on the profile. And a lot of time, the profile was just made last month. Oh, you a spam account? You don't even fucking count. Right. This is why you're here. You're a pro- this is that was a plan yeah. for you. So or fuck some you, Cheeto finger in mom's yeah, basement. You know what I'm saying? You know what so I mean? fuck like, you. Yeah. You don't, you don't even finger. matter. I've never I, heard I, that. I stole that. I stole that from somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't even matter. Yeah. It's like you know so. Yeah, so I try to find ways like I can that I can let it roll off my back. Like, fuck you, you ain't real. Fuck you, you right. a piece of shit. Well, yeah. I mean, we sort of have to, but it, it. I think anybody who's not impacted or affected in any way by negative criticism, I mean, I, I don't think that's human at all to say. I mean, otherwise you're just a robot. I mean, right. I think we all look at that like, eh, that sort of hurts. Well, on you'd some like level. to be that way. You'd like to not care what I think. That's think. what you try to aim for. The drive you know is that. You know what I mean? You don't like me. You don't like me. I am who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. Well, on the other hand, you still need to, re- but yeah. I just need to get a negative. Twitter account like Trump, I guess, and that'll make it all right. I try yeah. to tell myself that I do. I say, man, I, don't go, you know, I tell myself all the time, I don't really care, so I, I be me. And that's what kind of liberates me and allows me to be me is that I, I don't try I try not to care what people think about me. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a worthwhile thought process to say, all right, what are they saying? And then reevaluate and you'd be like, no, I'm cool with that. I, I'm perfectly comfortable with what I said or what I did. So yeah. then, now it doesn't matter. Now I think the stuff that hurts the most is when you know you screwed up or you know you said something mm, yes. that that warrants a little bit of criticism. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So all right. Well, so what's the what's the farthest? I want to talk about the road a little bit. What's the farthest you've been away from hometown on the comedy circuit, so to speak? Um, I've been out to New York. I've been down to 
Would you? I can, would you call? Would you call Richmond down? Maybe over to Richmond. Yeah, Richmond's down. I've been to. I've been to Indianapolis. Um, I've been to Saint. No, not Saint Louis. Kansas City, and I think that's. I've been as far north as Cadillac, Michigan, and I think that's it. Well, now, you got you got little ones around, so you try yeah. to stay nearby. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's and that's another thing that kind of try to. You said little ones, just that yeah. smile. <laughs> man, that, that, that. I ain't gonna say it hinders me, man, but I'm not a normal no. dude, man. I just. I like just being around my family and being home and, you know, so. Well, hold on. What's not normal about <laughs> well, that? Well, you know, because you guys look like workers. You guys like, you know, the, the, <laughs> oh, no, no, the no. coffee's on. You guys ready to get the day started. You guys, you know what I'm saying, want to get going. You know what I mean? No, no, no. Me, I just want to lay up with my kids and my wife and watch the Disney Channel shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm not gonna say it'd be hard Paw, for me Paw to control the real, the real. Yeah, business, it's the real shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I look. I don't know why, but I look at you guys like you guys are just waiting to get the day started. Like, Dude, I went to the, what no. chase. What do you call it? Chasing bulls and bears and shit. That's what it, in my head. No. That's what you guys planning <laughs> tears and shit. You know, chasing uh, bulls and bears. I don't that. know how to how to the, the, the that, nomenclature. I love that, dude. I love that. I went. No, I went to the OSU basketball game last night, and literally, it's weird. I don't ever go out because I have two little girls mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I miss them. Yeah, when I'm exactly. not there, I'd rather be. I, home, I, I would. It's you weird I mean? to even hear myself say that. Like, yeah, I just, I just want to be with you guys. I just want to yeah. hang with you guys. Yeah. yeah. So That's what my wife says. You got, you got reasoning behind that. Uh, you, you've got reasoning behind what well, you mean with, with your family. Oh. You mean from from the reason you got funny in the first place? Oh is, yeah, when I was a kid. I mean, yeah. I've talked with you. You started raising yourself at what eleven? Yeah, man. I, you know, shit happens. If it ain't shit, ain't shit, ain't how it's supposed to be. So. You know, uh, I had little siblings and we just, you know, she had to get done. So, you know, my mom did the best she could, uh, you know, and uh, I stepped in when I could and helped. And, you know, um, so when I was I, I, and again, I analyzed myself a lot, you know, so I it's like I I really when I was a kid was looking forward to that, that family life shit. I really wanted that. And I have it. So, yeah, man, when I got older and I got it, I like it. So, you know what I mean? All right. So what's the day job? The day job I do a uh, caution to work. Yeah. Call center work. Okay. Call center work. Call center work. Okay. For All right. That's, yeah, tell me. So do you? I it's, mean, you're a funny guy. Do uh, you like change your voice and stuff? And, no, they. I, oh, they. They. They listen to you. No, not that they. I. I probably could change my voice and get away with it. Well, early on, I remember even when I used to like as a kid, you do fast food, or at least I did. And I did. I, when I did the drive through at KFC, I used to change my voice all the time and be dumb on the drive through. But now it's just I'm trying to get through the day. I'm trying to get to noon and so I can hang out with yeah. the funny people. You know what I'm saying? The drive through is the best though, dude. Yeah. I think I've told a story here before. When we, we used to mess with my dad because my dad couldn't say any of the things at Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. So I said, Dad, I'll take uh, two chimmy chinchillas. And he'd say it to the people, and they'd be like, what? And he'd be like, I hate you guys. <laughs> a chimmy chinchilla. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. fun stuff, though. So call center. I imagine that's like Fertile Crescent for comedy It is, information. man. It is only because you just realize how, you know, people people treat you when you are call center rep like they're alone. Like, you're not a real person. You're a phone. You know what I'm saying? You're just a phone I'm talking to. You're not so they treat you like they're alone and they just do dumb shit. Shit that people would not do normally at a like a business meeting. You're not gonna take a crying ass baby to a business meeting with you on your hip with the like, but you trying to handle business with me doing that shit so you could talk about that shit. It's just yeah, are you but actually like cold calling them or no, are they calling no, no, you for no, help? No, no, they're calling for help. Okay. Yeah, they're okay. calling for help. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and I just can't imagine. No, it's like keeping your cool. Have you ever just blown up and said, I can just, it's like a movie scene. Somebody just blows up and throws the phone and says, I quit. No, falling down. I will hang up though. You know what I'm saying? I'll hang up. Like if it gets too bad, I'll hang up. Like I won't hang up on somebody who's 
But you'll get people that will start cussing you out personally. I will even let I will even allow you to start cussing out the business. Wait a minute, you know they saying? called you for help and they're cussing at you. Like you, like when I used to again, I've done it because it's so it's such easy work. I used to work for Verizon. You know, well, it was all state and all all tell, all tell took over Verizon took over all tell. And um and uh, so I worked for Alto when that happened, and people just you they couldn't get the credits they wanted. You know, your kid did all that text messaging. I'm sorry, yeah. and now you're every <laughs> bitch and piece of shit in the yeah. book. And then from there is hang up. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just chilling. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, your kid did, your the kid did it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But now you, you watch well, YouTube for nine straight hours. Come yeah, on, you it, need it to turn up the data plan. <laughs> sorry, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. It's like you were having fun while your kid was doing <laughs> right. this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or back Make in the sure day, that little thing on there is connected to the internet, or you're going to be paying. Or like back then, yeah. numbers. Remember back then you had to pay for ringtones. Remember that? It was them days and people oh, called yeah. yeah. Ringtone crazy, man. Hundreds of dollars. Yeah. You know See, what I mean? I remember as a kid like the big 900 number b- bills. Like people would talk about getting like mm-hmm. their kids been going to like the, the uh, what do they call it? Party lines or... Uh, well, yeah, I, yeah, we yeah. used to call... Uh, the sex lines. Uh, Chloe. You remember Chloe? Chloe, the the, uh, the, um, the psychic? The psychic Chloe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We <laughs> called Chloe. now for your free eating. You yeah. didn't get Chloe when you called though. I was sad about that. Yeah. Of course Because they had... You got somebody else that was on Chloe's team. Yeah. Because we did call that one time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if my parents ever brought that up with me, but we called it one time. I actually had a conversation. Like, they were serious, man. They're like, this is what I see for your future. And I was like, And what was it? Were they close? Man, I can't remember. It, like you get a, you it get was a real, fortune from somebody it was like real Chloe vague. and you don't remember? It was real vague. So it was like, it could apply to all kinds of yeah. people. Like, hey, you try really hard, but you haven't always gotten your the what, what you wanted. Just stick to your crap like that. Yeah. It would apply to a lot of people, yeah. you know? Yeah, you know. And then they'd always, I remember her stopping every couple things and be like, do I speak the truth? Do I speak? I was like, I mean, uh, you tell yeah, me. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see in twenty years. I'll call yeah, you back and right. let you know. If you, <laughs> if you have to ask that question, now I question you. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I don't get it. We need to see. Now we had a psychic in here for Halloween yeah. one time. Did I wasn't here for it, but and, and Jeff, I'm glad. I, well, I think I got. It would have scared yeah, me a little, little bit, <laughs> dude. He was really on point with some stuff. It was. Uh, I, I've said this a hundred times, probably on the air too. But it's like uh, there's like eighty percent of it that's just total, it, just filler. You know, mm-hmm. just total filler. Like, you, you know, he's got this this speech he gives about the cosmic awareness of things. And, and you know, I can't say it's true. I can't say it's not true, but it, it's not relevant to anybody in particular. And then there's about uh, maybe, I don't know if 80 is the right number, but maybe 50% is that. And then about 25% stuff, maybe, or 10% of stuff, you can sort of tell that he's fishing and he's going to get an answer and he's going to go with that sort of like Chloe. But then there's like 10 or 20% or 10% of stuff that I have no good explanation for whatsoever and it was very specific. It was right on point, and there's no way he could have known it. There's right. a couple times, in, especially with you, yeah. that he brought things up that we he hadn't led you on or talked to you, and he was able to, and we, at one point in time, like me and Shorty were sitting here, and we all kind of looked at each other like, holy crap. Wow. How did, <laughs> yeah. how Dude, did you know Bobby, that? he said to him, you've had a pain in your right leg. Wasn't that what it was? No, that was on a telephone it- later he called you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. He did call me, and he was like, "I have been having pain in my right leg." That's crazy. Like, what, yeah. what is that? It was insane. Yeah, he called you later, unprompted, and he, I don't know why he called he me. He called about something Maybe else. Oh. Something else, or and something. He told you to take that trip. You were you were you were kicking oh, around. Yeah, he goes, yeah. "Oh, by the way, yeah. you know, you've been you've been you've you, been kicking you, around that trip. You need to take that you trip. Need to yeah. take that trip. How much watching is this guy doing? I, I don't know. It's whatever it's he's it's having into. I'm like, thank you, I appreciate it. But can you mind your business? Can yeah. I make these decisions myself? Well, I always I'm think I'm here so bad. Yeah, that's I mean, like I'm married with kids. I'm like, yeah, 
that's going to go sideways in the next year. It's like, <laughs> what? You're leaving me with that? We you asked him mean? about that. And I can't remember how he explained it, but he, he was soft about it. But he goes, look, sometimes I have to give bad news to people. Oh, I don't want to hear I don't want to hear that. Now, my, my wife's grandmother was a psychic, like a, a famous one Where? in, in, uh, in uh, South Bloomfield. And, and I remember my father-in-law- That's South Bloomfield psychic, father, man. My father-in-law talks about, like when he was dating my wife's mother, they went to her house one time, and I mean, he was just totally free. He's like, man, fucking place. I, did you, like, I, did you it, ask him about God? Does he believe in God? Or does he believe in the, this cosmic thing you just said? Like, did Christopher you bring Scott? that up? Uh, I don't know that we ever talked about that. I don't oh, know okay. that we ever went on that. Okay. I, that I would know. be interesting from a psychic too. What they think about that? He did look, somebody that's fucking like if he's connected shit. like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, especially. Yeah. No, that's yeah, how that what conversation is. Yeah. yeah, he looked yeah. at me. He's like, "That probably be my first question." You've got a lot going on inside of you. He was like, he was like, <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was like, he's like, "There's a lot, there's a lot going on in there." I was like, yeah. and he looked you up and down like that. Yeah, pretty much. He he looked, looked, I, 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 that was when that was a while. Next ago. time he's on the show, you guys. Well, I was talking about. I'll, 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 I'll come and watch that. I want to have him come in for comedians on comedians, South High. Dude, yeah. that would be an and awesome what he'll show. do is he'll just come in, sit down, we'll talk with him, and then he'll kind of do a, a, a like. I, I, it wasn't a reading. Well, what did he call it? It was a. He just kind of would just start. Talking to us, and he would go to each person, and he just ask went around Robin at yeah. the table. But the weirdest thing is, I don't like, want to be sitting around. Just put me on Facetime so I can see what's going on. So <laughs> I don't even want to be in the room. You don't even want to be a part yeah. of it. Yeah. At one point, he was like talking to you or Shorty, and he looked over at me. And he goes, "What's wrong with your left hand?" Yeah, that crap, Damn. that stuff. And yeah. I was just like, "What are you talking about, man?" And he's like, "Your left hand. You got you got a pain in your left hand somewhere." Well, see, I I had recently just fallen off a ladder and see that scar there. Oh shit! And see, he would never have known. It was yeah. it was like there's no way he could have yeah. known. Yeah, yeah, and. and there he was. I mean, he 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 knew something. So That's crazy. Now maybe maybe he has been spying on me. I mean, but why would he do that though? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, right. again, well, that, I mean, that gets you going. That gets your marbles going, man. Yeah. But dude. I mean, when that happened, he wouldn't he wouldn't know. Well, maybe he does know. He knows the future, I guess. But he wouldn't know that he was going to have some impasse with you, or he was going to give you a reading, right? Right. And we only. It's not like he had any lead time. Like he was a last minute fill in. We were yeah. trying to get somebody else yeah, from, yeah. from a different place, right. and then he like at the last second she canceled and he was here. Yeah. And so like he wouldn't have he wouldn't have had time to listen to even. If if we talked about it on a podcast, he wouldn't have all the right. Time. Did you guys ask if there's spirits in the building? Yeah, yeah he, he did. He walked through the whole building. He said he did, no. He did a reading on it. No, no, no. There was a spirit. Oh, no. Like in, in our office, there was this. Uh, he said there's like an older dude with a with a big mustache, looked like a banker, and maybe a monocle and a hat, like like from maybe the the turn of the century. Uh, he was sitting in our lobby. We got to get this guy in, Jared. We got to get this guy Dude. in. Let's not um, I didn't know all that. Upstairs in in Bill's old office, there was a woman who kept banging on the door, feeling like she needed to get in and talk about something. Um, he 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 started talking about the nurses and the injured people and all this, and then he found out that during the revolutionary time, that this was a medical like like civil war. I think he said civil war. Yeah, he said this was it, a that, hospital. He's yeah, because wow. he, he started picking up. He's like, I see there's there's you know, I mean, he's like a nurse. He's like there's doctors. He's like just people laying on gurneys there. And he started. And then when we looked it up, that this area. Before so that could was a that one he could have that one he could have looked up he could have prepared for that but, one yeah yes. but still, man, that, he is I feel like the people uh, are no coming more down working late river. I don't want the beer right, the right, right. coming now, after me he did say he didn't feel any bad things here okay so he didn't so the he guy's didn't, just chilling watching what we're doing yeah he didn't feel oh and the other thing he, you know I, I at my house at home mm -hmm. 
uh, I, I moved into that house maybe within a year of him coming here. I, I don't remember exactly the timing, but you know, there's been a, there's a certain loft area I have in my house, mm-hmm. and there was a time that I, I was my wife was still working part time out in Indianapolis, and she would come back and forth, so I spent a lot of time alone there. And there was always this area in the loft that when I'm sitting on a couch down there watching TV, I always uh-huh. like I would look up. It just felt like there was something going on up there, and I didn't have any explanation for it, uh, nothing at all. And then uh, one time I started to tell the story about a place in my house where there always feels like there's somebody there, and I didn't say where it was. My mm-hmm. wife was in the room, and she goes, "You mean up on the loft?" Oh shit! And because yeah. she had felt the same thing. Now this guy says, "Yeah, you know, there's a there's a Native American dude up there." Uh, and, and I, I oh, feel dude, like I can't have that. Go scare me. They scare me. It gets better. They scare me, man. It gets better. There's a Native American dude up there, and I feel like he married a white woman, and there was a lot of conflict about that back in the day, you know, because of the races and, and any yeah. of that stuff. And he goes, I, he goes, you're fine, but he's he's like he's he's frustrated. Like he had some whatever it was. Some of that could have been nonsense, but but here's what's funny is that we found out right after that. Or maybe right before, I can't remember, right? Either right before or right after we found out is like like within 200 yards of my house is an old Native American burial mound. Wow. I mean, literally, you're like right there. And there's a neighborhood built around it. And I mean, it. And I didn't he doesn't know, know where you live. He doesn't know he where you live. He didn't have your address. He didn't know where you live. That's and, crazy. And, and so it was that right is there. Crazy. You got, I think, do you think people can maybe, like, there are some people that have, like, a, like, like, I don't know, man. Six like, sense or like, something. Like abilities. Like, not, a, I hate to say, because it sounds so corny, but like things that maybe humans could, could have done, like, generations ago, worlds ago, eons ago. You know what I'm saying? Before like built into them, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That we just don't know it, and yeah. maybe maybe that person is looking into the past, you know what I'm saying? Not necessarily what's happening right now, and maybe y'all, I don't know, because they say the past ain't linear, they say it's happening all right here on like a surface, and yeah. maybe some people can just there's, I don't know, man. I read I a think, book one time about a hypnotist that was putting people under, hypnotizing them, and asking questions about like previous lives, and they were he was getting answers. Yeah. Like, oh, I, you know, I, like stories about yeah. things that happened to them. Yeah. Well, clearly they didn't live in that time period. Right. So that he wrote this book about like, you know, that you live these lives. And his theory was that if you were like Hitler, yeah. you come back <laughs> as like someone that's been really discriminated up, against, yeah. abused. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, well you know, you and I, Jeff, we, we've talked about the Bible a lot lately and I've been looking at right, different spiritual right. things lately. And I, and there's this, I saw this lecture or this guy speak on YouTube and I don't remember his name and you may have heard him, but he's this uh, neurosurgeon who had this bacteria infection in his brain and, and was in a coma for seven days. And for all practical purposes on our side of things, he was brain dead, mm-hmm. but on his side of things, like he was describing what he was experiencing and how real it was. And now he believes in this afterlife and this kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And you know, I was looking at it from a standpoint of Christianity or whatever, but it's like, he was a little more general than that. And it was, uh, it was pretty interesting stuff about what, what, and he had some, like he had met people in that experience that he had, that turned out to be that linked up to his life that he wouldn't have yeah. known. Like a, he was adopted and it was a, a sister who wow. passed. Well, away. there's that, there's a book that ki- the family wrote that book years ago about the kid that passed away for a few minutes and it comes, and yes. they brought him back and he met some girl and said, Hey, I met my sister yeah. to his mom. And she was like, you don't have a, si-. and the boy didn't know that she had a miscarriage. That was a girl. Oh wow. And, and he apparently had some interaction with the, with the child. So, yeah. I mean, the way I look at it is, I mean, I'm a believer, but it's like, 
people want to point to all the bad stuff in the world and say, well, there's no God. There's all this bad stuff over here. But, I mean, there's still a devil. And, I mean, if you believe in God, then you got the reverse. But when you hear these stories about these psychics being able to pull this kind of stuff out, mm-hmm. it's hard. And they're like ghosts. It's hard for me to not think there's not but, something. Yeah, well, clearly, there's every every single generation, like, everybody thinks they got it figured out. You know? yeah. Everybody's like, yeah. you know, you're, you're sure on this. And then later on, it turns out to be total nonsense, or we debunk that. And now there's a new theory that we yeah. believe on. So I mean, it's, it's like, called faith for a reason. Well, there, it, it, it ends mean, up you, with you're faith, not going to you know? know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it ends up on faith. But I guess uh, I don't even know how we got off on that. Who knows? I'm really open to the idea or the thought that um, there is just some stuff, things about humans, like like you said, we don't have it all figured out, man. Like there are things that we don't know about the human brain. You know what I'm saying about our abilities? Like there are. Um, I'm I'm uh, I'm really into Graham Hancock. He wrote the book. Um, fucking uh, fingerprints of the gods and he talks about how all these monoliths monoliths like the Egyptian pyramids and the pyramids of South America oh man you're talking are fucking so big and they have such big blocks that you couldn't move them any other way like even with our technology, we wouldn't know how they build this shit. Dude, you feel you what I'm no, saying? You have no idea what you've just done. <laughs> See, oh we, we have a, we have they a have podcast. podcast dedicated to that that we, comes out of here. We have a podcast. Word. It's yeah. it's going to be called Kernels of Truth, and it's actually we've laid down recordings for it. Uh, I just got. I mean, it's like really detailed about stuff like that, stuff uh-huh. that we can't explain and how it happened and why it could have happened. You have to tune in. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's really well, interesting stuff. Yeah, it sounds like you got, some, you got some knowledge and about like it. Fingerprints yeah. I'm just college. not really learning about shit like that, though, and it's really kind of like, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, Pepe made it past maybe 10 years, man. I've been kind of open. Like, I learned a, a lot about, and not to get too deep, but about weed and about yeah. how weed... They, it was all bullshit. They tried to t- keep us away from it. Right. Oh, just bullshit. Like, just just to con- not to control people like mind control, but just to but keep to a handle on people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and now that was madness. all bullshit. And I just learned. What else is bullshit? And right. then you learn and learn and learn and gather, right. gather, gather. And so it's just a journey, man. It's just a journey, dude. Like, and off the shows and off the community, I mean, we, we've talked a little bit on it, but I love having discussions with Bobby's. Yeah, I really do because you're, you're very informative. You, you know what you're talking about. I mean, you educate yourself. Like you said, you're into documentaries, you read the books, and you are, you are always grabbing for new knowledge. And anytime something confrontational might come up, you always like to break it with, well, how can we fix that? Or what should we do? What's the lesson? Yeah, yeah. what's the lesson? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, like and you're always looking on their side, even if you're on another <laughs> side. You're, you're not, you don't close doors. I think, because, um, I mean, you know, if, if you know, you got to advance and you got you to move forward. And the only way really to move forward is with knowledge and understanding. You know what I'm saying? Or you can lock yourself in a box and think you have the answers. I did that for a long time, too. You know what I'm saying? Coming up. <clears throat> Um, my best friend's father was a pastor. You know what I'm saying? So I, I grew up under in church and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And just, you know, living that quote unquote straight and narrow or trying to at least. And then, um, and then, you know, and allowing myself to be educated or even indoctrinated. You know what I'm saying? And it just got to a point where I, t- I wanted to learn for myself. You know what I'm saying? So I started mm-hmm. reading and studying, um, the Bible as much as I could as a fucking 19 year old kid. You know what I'm saying? It just started making sense to me, man. Yeah. So like I started looking into it. It's hard. Yeah, I man. Mean, it all yeah. is hard. And just yeah. understanding that there's so many different, um, hands, you know what I'm saying? Different, uh, influences, you know what I'm saying? Different, uh, different narratives, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so my thirst for knowledge is just 
comes partly I don't want to be manipulated. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I don't like I don't like feeling like somebody's yeah. taking advantage of me. So I want to know what I can. Yeah, I can. You can't know everything, and that's hard to accept for my for me anyway. Well, but I'll never yeah. know. I'll and the, never and the know. worst thing, the worst thing for me, um, like going back to like different experiences with with religion or whatever is when people just say you have to believe this and this is how it is and if you ask why they come at you so that that's turned me off for religion a lot but when you dig into it like i've sort of found like you said jeff you get a little bit older and you start to take this journey and you come back around now you start to understand why Mm -hmm. and and yeah and i think at the end of the day on all this stuff there is whatever the final gap is a leap of faith Mm -hmm. um but it's a leap of faith not to believe too so it's like you've got to decide yeah you know you've got to decide either way but when you come about it through education knowledge understanding and and i think life experience it tends to have a lot more meaning than somebody just saying it is because i say so yeah you know i think it was interesting you hear somebody talking about this stuff with the pyramids and things like that jay would he has all these different ideas and they're really back he's a geologist they're backed in some of his experiences in, in his own research okay but what's interesting is you'd think a scientist like that they would be more towards like evolution and that there's mm-hmm. not, he would, and he's openly said the more science I learn, yeah. the closer I get to realize there is a God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is, yeah. It's yeah. almost like you almost see that this shit is, um, intelligent design almost. You there know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's almost like science is the language of that. You right. know what I mean? That intelligent right. design. Yeah. yeah. God's the, the most brilliant scientist of all time. And yeah. we see people, I, I have debated people in my very close circle about intelligent design and, and certain folks just reject it out of hand because they associate it with some evil of Christianity or mm-hmm. they associate it with some evil of, of an experience they had as opposed <clears throat> to looking at like you're like you're talking about objectively yeah. saying, all right, what are they really saying here? Because mathematically it makes sense. Yeah. So why wouldn't, uh, you know, what, what are we really getting at? And there's just too many people, which sort of goes back maybe to some of the stuff we talked about. There's too many people that are just making uh, judgment calls and, and and deciding things about folks just based on the superficial of what they see or what they think it should be yeah. or what they hear instead of actually, like we just said, when we sat down, we just started chit-chatting. Yeah, exactly. There was no pre disposition yeah. about anything. Yeah. We were just like, let's just sit down and start talking. And, and look, look what happens. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. you start talking, everybody's having everybody's a great got time. shit in common. Yeah, yeah. we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, for sure. And it's not just some cancel culture where you said this ten years ago in your comedy routine. So I hate you. Yeah, you know, which is absurd. I think you. I think. Um. I think it's. I think uh, when you start to realize that people just see the world through the filter, through the through the filter of their own past. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta try to get behind that filter and see it how they see it, and 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 then come back to your side, really. And um and and I think that'll help. And I mean, it's easier said than done. You know, we all fall short of what we think and what we believe, you know, but I think that's the goal, you know, if you want to get along with people. But if you don't talk and listen, I mean, Bobby said it once before, he was like, I think that me and Jared are old kindred spirits, I think he said something like that, (laughs) because we we have a lot of the same views, you know, I mean, we've never met before the, you know, before Jason introduced me to him, Mm -hmm. and uh, as we get in our discussions and go through, we, 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 we see a lot the same. And I, I love listening to your viewpoints and, and what you have going because it opens my mind and makes me look at things that I, there's just sometimes things right in front of it you don't see yeah. until somebody points it out to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and that makes I didn't sense. realize he was really into go karts and dirt. Not you. He's good. He's good. He's good. Yeah. 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 When it opens up, yeah, when that weather can we'll see what's karts, man. We'll see what's up. Do you have sons? I know I ain't got no boys. I just well, got girls like girls. Girls are the best, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got two? I got three. I got a sixteen year old that lives lives in Toledo. And okay. I got a man. My wife got two together, 
And uh, I got my seven year old. She would, yeah. If you get her in the go kart, you probably wouldn't be able to get her out of it, man. So that would be. Yeah, but, it's a blast. Yeah. It's a blast. Seven's good. My my daughter's seven too. It's okay, good yeah, age. that's a fun age. age. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, All right. Well, we at least have to. We, you weren't here for the last Super Tuesday mm. uh, discussion. We at least have to. Uh, how did it all shake out? So we got we got to do a, a final wrap up. We had all you predictions. Follow, you follow politics at all? I do. You do? I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. All right. So I, so Jared I, mentioned last time, he's like, once Bobby gets in here, you might have a, you might have a teammate. <laughs> a lot of times it's these two teaming up yeah, on me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, no, we never team up on you. I don't look at it that way. I like doing it. I, 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 I've, I've told my wife, I have, I have learned that I really enjoy these moments where I can, because it's, it's grown. I didn't know it. I don't follow politics that yeah. much, but I started now because these guys. Well, and I followed a lot because of my business. You know what I mean? Yeah. My oh, business for sure. is wrapped up it in it. it. We, yeah. After the show last night, I was sitting out in the parking lot with, with Banks, and he leans over and he's like, so, so what do you think, uh, how, how would Biden affect your business? He was like, you know, Jerry, he's like, I never used to look at it this right. way. Right. He was like, until all the things that you've shown me and brought up to me, he was like, yeah. he, it, now he looks at politics differently. You know what I mean? And and it's just, it's, it's but on the Super Tuesday, I guess before I get into my own end here, but we were we were we were we were, we were pretty much you all. You guys in. were on. We were dead on. We, we said Biden would probably take the, the the trophy anyway, at least the the majority. You know, and I was I was reading or through some things there. So right now, our, we, our current population. I'm not going to say exactly. I'll round it up a little bit. But we have 334 million people in America. All right. Okay. And uh, so Bloomberg spent 500 million. Okay, on 500. his on five hundred millions, what he spent on his account. I was like this. I was like, he could have gave everybody a million dollars, and he would have had a hundred thirty some million left to still run I, his that, campaign. That just blew me away. You're right. No, that math can't be right. No, that math's right. I said, uh, what? How is it not right? Oh, the guy. No, no, going, Dan, Dan's going. Dan's no way, million. dude. Yeah, five hundred million. Yeah, I take the fifty dollars though. Why? I think Why? that's what I said. It's, 500, it's he said five hundred millions. Well, he spent half a billion. Well, yeah, but he yeah, had to give him. He had to give him a dollar fifty. Okay, you're right. A buck. Yeah, yeah. Well, he could have gave me a million. Everybody take, else a buck. <laughs> yeah. I'll take. I'll take the fifty though. I'm, yeah, I'm fine I'll, with fifty. I'll take that. I guess you're right. I was thinking myself. Like, is that right? Man, that is. I wanted it to be right. But we talked about that. We said it's like what could have that could that money be used for. How? What could? Who could you help with that kind of? I cash? mean, it's his money. He can do whatever he wants. Do I know, but he did help people. Do you got that much money? Would that just drop in his bucket? Do you just watch YouTube? You don't let him watch YouTube at all. Well, my kids. Yeah. Um, I I, I monitor them heavily with they. Little, I monitor too, yeah. but my girls like to watch these girls play with dolls and toys, like uh-huh. Anna and Elsa, and they go, "Hey, Anna, like that." Dude, Bloomberg's interrupting it. When the commercials mean? kick on. Really? Bloomberg commercials oh, come on. Shit, He's got all the right. commercials. But instead of wasting money, let's think about the flyers that had get printed. Yeah, I was just right? going to say. Yeah, but let's let's think about work. all the Domino's pizza that the the staffing house they had to get there. All the people that got paid to go run around and make the phone calls. So no, out of that five hundred million dollars, yeah. a lot of it did go to some people. Yeah, I mean, like I say, you know, the signs that get put in the yeah. sign. Private dollars infused into the economy. Yes. Yeah. So it, yeah. it wasn't a waste. I mean, there were people that benefited but from him running and spending this money. Now it would have been better if he just gave it all to me. <laughs> I would have. Pre- yeah, I would like that. I'd have voted for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> buy it. Yeah, come buy it. I buy it. Yeah. Five hundred million. Yeah, I buy it. Yeah. So that's a, that'd be an interesting thing. Just send like if you're that rich, just send everybody two dollars and say vote for me. It's like what or five dollars? Like what's the number? What's the magic number? Just get on, yeah, Jeff Bezos. Get, well, get on. If TV he has five hundred million say, to shell out to a campaign, he probably got to know I'm probably not going to win. Yeah. I'll put my. I'm gonna. I'll put, throw my. If he's got that, just 
to spend. Yeah, we need Glenn He's here probably to find got, out. I wonder if that's a deductible. I wonder what expense. his like net worth is. Yeah. Well, you know his program that he has. I think it's like twenty four, twenty five thousand uh, dollars a year to uh, get his investment program that he built still up and running today. Which uh, multiple large banks uh, have multiple memberships into it. There, uh, investment companies, investors have it because uh, he's you got another number. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. No, go for it. Fifty-eight point four billion. Yeah, billion. Dropping the bucket. That's, that's his. That's yeah. his like, net worth. Standing like the world net worth. Net worth. Uh, oh, twelfth. He's twelfth. Uh, the twelfth richest person. Oh, that's just richest, ain't he? What Jeff is that? Oh, it's just twelfth richest in the United States. The United States. Oh, that's amazing. He's got more money than that. He's not going to be happy when Bernie gets the nod. He's going to fall in that tax bracket. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's take some cash. He's going to be fine. He's going to bail. He's going to move. But that's what I thought was odd there, too. For, for I mean, now Warren's not backing uh, Biden right now. She hasn't come out. I don't think she's. Yeah, she hasn't said anything. I think she'll back. I think it's a foregone. I think that she'll back Sanders. If she would have dropped out before. Super she Tuesday, seems to align with his. She would have been more. able to. A lot of a lot of that yeah. would have fallen to him, and it would, it would have made a lot. It would have made because it was already close, even with yeah. Bernie yeah. and Biden. And I think that if she would have, she didn't, fell get, on the she sword, didn't get anything anyways. Super Tuesday, no. no, she came third in her own state. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Did you see? Uh, Tulsi Gabbard hasn't bowed she out hasn't yet. Dropped no. out, yeah, yeah. What's she's she still in it. I don't know. She's don't campaigning know. in Vegas. I hear this weekend. That's weird. That's that's like a just a losing effort. You know what she's doing. She is uh, waiting for the you, offer. You guys should like Tulsi. I, I think she's a she's a very conservative liberal. I, look, she she's a she is a far more traditional candidate for the yeah. Democratic Party yeah. than, than all the others combined. I think, but you know, I think what she's probably doing is is this is her like uh, she doesn't have the offer yet. Like you're going to be exposition. Oh, yeah. she's like, I'm not bound. I mean, they had a, they that's had a good point. That's yeah. a real good point. They had yeah. a, with your boy Pistol Pete. You know, what I mean, they made a phone call to him. Pete. They had Obama call him. You yeah. know, what I mean, at one point in time, they're like, you know, it's not your not your time. Uh, give it another uh, four eight years. You know, what I mean, nobody knew who you were before. Dude, you were a mayor th- somewhere out there. Thirty four. He's thirty eight. Uh, Pete is. I'm per, no, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's like 38, 37, 38. Yeah, but he's context, my age, running for dude. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, he's he's like a teenager in the context. Oh, of this he, they're, they're yeah. double his age. Yeah, yeah. What, what seventy seven is um is Biden? Seventy eight is uh, Sanders? And what's Trump? Trump is seventy five, seventy six. He's like he's like the same yeah. age as my dad, I think. Yeah, all, I think uh, I think Elizabeth Warren was just the, the I think they just wanted her. They wanted her. I never felt like she was doing all that well. You know what I'm saying? I just thought she was just hanging on. I think they just the establishment the the the, the um I think they just wanted that first woman president. And she just fit the bill for them. You know what I'm saying? I think she's a viper, man. I think I think of all, look. It, I she don't just know enough. Strikes, no, I, I like her. Don't get me wrong. I like her. I think that what she brings, she's really um uh what's the word I'm looking for? She's really uh passionate and she believes this shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying she know. just. I don't. I don't think that she. I don't think she had the steam that that they kept putting behind her. I, and obviously, she. You know, she lost everything. You know what I'm saying? She didn't have the votes either yeah. way. You know what I'm saying? Even yeah. in her own place. So I think I think all, they just put her out there in front. Like she's dope. This is what we want. Vote, vote her. And they kept trying to put her in. And when I say that, I mean like the media. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just wish they would have like gone in with a plan. Like, all right, guys, let's all get in a room here. If you guys are all fighting amongst each other, like eight of you. Mm-hmm. We're, we're we're taking votes. You know what I mean? Well, it's like let's let's focus on one person. Look at this though. They did. I mean, I, I'm I'm impressed. I because even when we were sitting here on Super Tuesday, it's like it had the same thing. I guess. No, they didn't. Well, when when Trump got, they were all up there debating and fighting with each other too. The Republicans would. I don't think the Republicans did what the Dems did on Super Tuesday or before Super Tuesday. They basically all threw their hat in Biden's ring. 
because they realized Sanders probably couldn't get elected against Trump. And I and I like look what had to happen. It's like you had to have like some popular candidates sort of bow out and get out of the way. Yeah. And and they did. So like yeah. like you said, Obama calling. Uh, yeah, he's like, name? "What do you want to be Secretary of State? What, what job? Yeah, what job do you want? Do you want? Yeah. Do you back out right now. We'll get we'll get yeah, you hooked right. up. You don't and have to go back which, to South Bend. It's because, okay. Yeah, because he he can't. He's got nothing left. So well, he stepped back. He stepped down. From you know, too. if they go forward with it, they will give him a job, and you will continue to know his name. They they will put him in some position. Who's talking about Mayor Pete? Pete. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, He's um. I mean, he's got the look. I mean, he's the he he's can a, speak. Man. He can speak. Yeah. He's a great speaker. He's got he's the whole. Speaker. Yeah, he's got the package, man. Yeah, yeah. he'll be. He'll be in there. Somewhere. He's military. You know, what I mean, yeah. He's, you know, so, Midwest. He. You know, what I mean, he's he he's he's got a lot for him there. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was the best politician on that stage. I mean, if oh maybe uh, what's her name? Uh, you were just talking about her. Uh, Amy. Uh, no, I like, I like Amy. I, I like Amy. Tulsi. Tulsi. Oh, Tulsi Gabbard. They seem yeah. like they Klobuchar. They seem like pretty decent politicians too, and in the sense that they're not just selling some crazy stuff. I mean, they, they actually have some realistic views, right. I think, mm-hmm. on what can get done and what can't get done. But who knows? I fucks with Bernie Sanders. I'm ready for a revolution. Let's get this shit started. <laughs> Let's get this shit started. <laughs> Let's get this shit started. <laughs> Let's get this started. The Russian trolls, you know, they're all with Bernie now. And I heard him talking with some uh, people from the Kremlin this morning on the drive-in. And they were saying how far out that you know the Kremlin has nothing to do with it. That these are all kind of side you know things that are going mm-hmm. in through with it. And majority of it all is social media. You know, I mean things that they're they're going out there. But they're like, we do think that uh, you know Biden would be a lot nicer to us. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they, they, yeah. They're I'm like, just interested to see who they if it's Bernie, whatever Biden, whatever. I want to see who they take as their vice. Yeah. Who do you do the vice? Yeah, they're saying, what's his name from Ohio? Uh, Sherrod Brown? Is that the guy they're talking about? Sherrod Brown's going to That's going to take for a, who? That's going to throw Biden? it over the Biden. edge for me, yeah. dude. I'm a Sherrod Brown fan. I like Sherrod you, Brown. Sherrod Brown let us down, bro. No, he didn't let us. No, he let me he down. He, 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 he wouldn't take he me in his office. He, 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 he let me down. He did answer me with a letter, an email that I got. I can print it off about how he believes that I'm poisoning kids and, and things of that nature. Damn. Sure, so, yeah. it, Mr. Sure, Brown. Mr. Brown yes. did that? Yes, he did. That doesn't yes. sound like him. Um, they, he totally did. <laughs> probably a staffer. I've, I've, probably I've a staffer. Well, yeah, somebody's a good chance. They probably threw that letter in front of him. But no, that happened. I don't know. They, I, I, somebody told me last night, and it made sense. Like, there's three kind of, and I don't know enough about this, but three kind of power states you got to win. So you need to pick somebody from there. Like mm-hmm. Ohio's somebody. a big battleground, man. Yeah, yeah. Ohio, yeah. Like, you got Ohio. Like, you got to figure if you get Ohio, you're more likely to get Michigan too. But like from a basic like math standpoint, I see it like all right, a bunch of people like Biden. A bunch of people are kind of in the Democratic Party. Like, I don't know if I want to go that far with Bernie. Yeah. Why don't you just team up? Yeah. Biden and Bernie? Why doesn't Bernie take Biden and or Biden take Bernie? They would just fight the whole time. Don't you think they would just fight the whole time? It's like algebra. You got a negative and a positive, and the negative always wins. It turns everything. Yeah, but we're in the same party. I mean, no, they're not. No, they're not. Oh, he's Democratic Socialist, yeah. I guess. No, he's a communist. He, he was, he was no, he's, he's a communist. This is what I deal with, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is a communist. I mean, he just he just wants to package it up a little bit differently, but it's still a communist. What makes him a communist? He wants to take over the means of production and give it to the government. He doesn't believe in private ownership of land or property. I mean, that's cool with you, right? If, he, if you're not allowed to own your house. No, I don't. Who said that? I don't believe that. That is that what he's saying? Dig into it, man. Yes, no, sir. He's, yes, sir. Yeah, listen, I never heard no. That, that's where here's they, what I think is going. Help on. me the understand. Rent, it. The, the rent fixing comes in. You know, he wants to get the rent fixing. Rent right. Help well, me here's understand. So that. once he gets then that, Bill, we gotta have Bill jump in here because Bill knows a lot about this too. Here's where I think this is going. You have jumped <laughs> from his socialist policies. 
And I, I agree with you. They are there. There are some. There's socialism. Are we talking about in, in Vermont? His policies in Vermont, or just this overall? No, he, what he wants to do. Oh, so I thought he, you meant like what he's done, what, but what he wants to do. His what he wants to do. So, for instance, pay pay uh, student student yeah, debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like things like that. How's he gonna pay for that? I know, but let me finish. So, right. uh, so he has those policies. What they jump to is that is something they saw in communism. So this is 100% full blown communism. Uh, and what I always come back with a little bit is, well, we got checks and balances in our system. Right. So let's let's just and it's, it's we can only take we can only risk. be a president for four years. Right. So let's just let's just let, yeah let's give it a shot. And I'm not saying right. I'm a Bernie supporter. I'm not saying I'm Biden. I'm not saying I'm a Trump supporter. I'm I'm kind of this swing vote dude, but. Here's how I look at life. I don't think we can just jump to like our our country. Here's how I look at life. Communism. I, if he gets elected. You said something earlier. It's like mm-hmm. you said you, you it was with marijuana, right? Mm-hmm. And how they portrayed this evilness. Who is they? Just uh, they at the time uh, were people that that wanted to. Uh, Where do they work? The government. Oh, okay. Don't look in his eyes, Bobby. Yeah. So that's that's where is that? <laughs> government. Yeah. So I start with this philosophy. Just so we're all on the same page. The less of that, the better, because I do not believe that government is good at doing things, generally speaking. Now, we, we need it for some things, mm-hmm. and I do not need it for other things. I do not need the government, or Jared does not need the government telling him what he needs to buy and sell for his business. He does not need that. He, I do not need the government telling me what I need to be doing in my own home. I do not need the government uh, doing anything to trample the rights that I have. Now, once you start down that path, once you start saying you must do these things. You must, uh, the government's going to take over healthcare and force me to buy it. Well, now the government's telling me what to do. Once the government says I can't own a firearm, now the government's telling me what to do and I can do nothing else about it. You're, they're incrementally taking away our rights and what we have. Now, if the government's going to take over like education, which is really what they're saying, right? So if they're yeah. going to say we're going to pay for it all, that's them, that, like that, that's just a little half step away from the government taking over all education because they own the purse. Just public. It. Just relax, just relax into a pond. I understand. But if they're going to pay for it, then how is it going to happen? Do you think they're going to let a private college overbill or underbill or, or charge anything less than what they know. want or more than what they yeah. want to pay? Of course not. I mean, and so then they're going to say, you have to, we'll pay for it, but you have to take this much. And if you don't, then you don't get this. Well, that's, that's the, that's akin to a government takeover of the industry. And once that starts happening, then you are giving up your individual freedoms and rights to give it to the government, which is shitty at everything, as far as I can tell. So what do you do then? Because you got, because what's happening though on the on the other side of that is that you got corporations that do take advantage of people who can't fight back or who don't um, have the knowledge. You know what I mean? What do like corporations for example, do? Like for example, like um like uh healthcare. Um, they charge whatever they want to charge. There is no real. There is no real kind of um. Uh, uh, regulation on uh, they'll charge you like the $300 for a tiny little tube that does damn near nothing and it's because nobody is holding those people accountable $6, so, so now poor so now, so now poor and now and now and so so where my brain goes is because I grew up poor so my brain goes what about the poor dude who ain't got the money to pay for that and now he just got to live without it. You know right, what I'm saying so, so 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 the point that I would say is I understand that because I I, I don't want nobody telling me what the fuck I can and can't do. You know what I'm saying? And then you take the gun, so I hear all that. But if you gonna have, if you gonna just make it free reign on poor people, and 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 then then put them in jail for sh- dumb shit, that can't, I can't afford to pay shit, so now I gotta go to jail. I can't pay to get out of jail, so now I'm in jail because I'm poor. 
somebody has to stop stepping on poor people's necks. I, look, and I, I think, agree and more. I think Bernie Sanders is the person to completely flip that. I look at it like, I look at it like, and it's nobody's fault. We're just we live in 2020 now. Rich people and people with the with the means have had their day. I'm happy, and that's beautiful. It's time for the shit to be shifted at least halfway. Because these people, I seen this. I wish I could find it. I I know I won't. I was on Facebook. Somebody was at some kind of meeting, and I don't know specifics. I smoke a lot of weed. And uh, <laughs> and she was at in front of people. You could tell it was government. And she was just explaining how so many people are too poor to qualify for poor people shit, but ain't got enough money to live in that, so All right. it's too many people like that. So I understand what you said. And let, I, me, let me comment a little bit. Yeah. Because right, right, you, you, you just threw out a lot of stuff there. I mean, bad, look, no, no, no. That's cool. <laughs> healthcare, healthcare is a unique thing, right? Because our healthcare industry is not private right now. It is it is a conglomerated amalgamalia of a mix of government regulation uh, and private industry. So you don't know how much you're paying for that little tube. Mm-hmm. And you might be paying for Jeff's free tube. Because right. you don't even know. And the reason you don't know is because the regulation has got it all sort of screwed up in this sort of middle, unknown, identified place. So you got a couple options with that. I mean, I, my, my, I think the honest solution is get the government the hell out of it and let people, because then what happens? Like if you went to the hospital and knew what it cost, mm-hmm. if you went to the hospital and can hold somebody accountable for the service they provided and, you, and it made sense, it would be an arm's length transaction, that would change everything. I can't go into Jared's shop and pay a uh, hundred dollars for a two dollar thing because the next it, it wouldn't work. The market I agree wouldn't with that. Pay. So I think our healthcare system is screwed up uh, a lot because of the government intervention already. Now there's two answers to that. There's two choices then. So on the one side that I think you're advocating, it is just more government. So let them let them have it all, and then somehow it'll work. Uh, and on the other side, there would be no government. Uh, and I think maybe closer to no government is better. Now as far as uh, the poverty lines and, and poor people, first of all, I would never advocate for more poor people. <laughs> but I would also say making rich people poor is not going to create more rich people. So Not poor. It'd be hard to take that much money from the no, rich people. It'd be really poor. easy if you just, if you use the government to do it, it'd be really easy. And now also like, and then, so when you take the government out and we talk about no government, the only, the, 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 the other side I see about, and again, I'm really bad with specifics. Oh, that's all right. Um, but we've tried that, haven't we? Like trying to have, trying to have the industry regulate itself or trying to have them say, and that's why we're here, ain't it? That's why we're, yeah. that's why we're here. And that's why the little tube costs a billion dollars. That's, that's, that's that trickle because, down economics. Yeah, you know we've what I'm never, saying? We've yeah. never had that. It, or it's been, it's what been a What they call it, the charge time. master? In the charge, it's called the charge master that the hospitals have. It's the book that houses what shit costs and there is no rhyme or reason for it. It's called really? a charge master book. Look, in yeah. my business. I want to see that book. In yeah. my business, that wouldn't work. In Jared's business, that wouldn't work. We were just talking about this yesterday. We, mm-hmm. Here's a great example. I was talking to somebody who worked for a uh, uh, a city, and in that city they had a, a, a facility, and, and he was manager of the facility, right? Mm-hmm. And that facility had to uh, buy and sell and repair things. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this individual was talking about how uh, in order to repair something, they ended up with uh, parts. Okay. And now, if if you brought in, say, a something that needed to be repaired to a private repair shop, mm-hmm. And you looked at it, so you're in charge of the shop. You would say, well, I don't know. We might need like this. We might need that. We might need several things. Uh, I'll look at it and figure it out. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, if you're using my money to do that, you would just say, screw it. 
I'll just buy all those things. <laughs> and then if I need it, I'll have it. Mm -hmm. And then you do, and you needed one thing, and the other three things you didn't. Now, if it were your money, you would return those other items because mm -hmm. it affects your bottom line. Right. But if it's my money, you're like, eh, it's probably a pain in the ass. I'll just throw it in the, I'll throw it in the closet or put it in this box there. That's the government. So I, when you're spending other people's money, it's really easy not to care. Well, that, I think the government still needs, they're obviously going to regulate. We need them to regulate stuff. Regulate I mean, what? And also, too, well, the, number one, monopolies. Monopolies are very few legal. monopolies. Very I, few monopolies. I mean, do you know why? Because the government regulates. No, 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 no. no. Even true monopolies. The first government told with, Rockefeller to break up that company. There were 10 very, companies. He made more money on that, though. That, and it turned out all that stuff backfired. So It backfired. But even regulating. There are very few monopolies, and they're, ever, then they're hardly ever were. So well, I'm it, saying regulating just anything. Like, so, for example. And then who's well? There's a tornado down in Nashville, right? Maybe people were without water. I sell water now. It's twenty bucks yeah. a case uh -huh. instead of five. Is that right? Should the government step in and say you can't do that? A lot of times that's good. That actually will help poor people out. Whenever you when people are like, "Wow, how would that help them?" Well, because if you got a stack of cash and that bottle of water is one cent, you're going to buy a thousand bottles of water and carry them out in your truck, right? And then people come in and there's nothing left. So sometimes you have to mark it up just so that people don't ever buy. That's exactly right. I mean, it's right? Called, yeah, yeah, but, it's, it, 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 it's called warehousing. Yes. Right? And, well, it's called if you have money, I'll give you all this. If you don't have money, you can't get it. That's how poor people see it. That's you know what I mean? That's how the other side is looking just at make, it. No, no, but, no but, I, 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 which I can understand how you would you see know, it that way. And trust me, it took me a while to open up my mind. But even the government is selling water for 20 bucks a bottle. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sell it for 15 there you don't have it. I no, have it. I'm going go to I'm gonna go up to Ohio and get more and come down there and I'm going to figure out where the curves cross. And now you're out of business or you're going to lower your price. But that doesn't now, what happen. What if the government were in charge of that? Yes, it does happen. What would, what would happen if the government were in charge of that water? I don't know, but the government isn't in charge. They're regulating. They're no, not no, owning. You got, you got, they don't on. own the water. Well, they're regulating what? The price? The price. The price so you, the or your business? Set the price. Do some research on government price setting and what that leads to. Yeah. It's never good. Let's just put I the, game, my thing let's is just put the, the game of life in the middle and play the game, dude. And we'll get all <laughs> the answers, man. I mean, I guess yeah. if the government, if they, there's no regulations from the government. We had like minimal government involvement. It would go to hell. Would, yeah. And, and the only People reason. People would do it. Hospitals. Come well, on, going to hold them accountable yeah, for being sanitary. That's right. Because, but you no, see, no, that no, don't no. work because because you have to go. You're going to have to go to that hospital yeah. because there's no other. Everyone's just doing the, the same reason thing. There's no others is because the government's in charge of it. Jerry was in the restaurant be, business. Can you imagine the health department not regulating a restaurant? That's no. why we have. That's the that's, government. That's why it's there. Exactly to protect people's health, and I think it's been proven and that they can. And make people aware that this restaurant's not up to code, and this restaurant's dirty, and this food's spoiled, and all that other stuff. That's the government. I think. You got to have some to regulation. Point earlier, it's like it's sad that we have this great country, and there's people that are walking around that can't get, can't right. go and walk so into why a medical is the facility poverty, and pay for it. No, who's been? Who and that's where. And that's where. Who do you know that's been refused treatment at a hospital? But but, but I think it's. A, uh, I guess I, is that you can't do that. I guess right. You can't fit. Right? You can't fit. I can't. Said you can't. I yeah. I can't. You can't if it's kick me out of the emergency room. But you can't tell me. Look, you can't afford this operation. I'm sorry. You can tell me that. Well, wait a minute. Though, I have friends that don't have insurance right. that will be sick, and they're like, "Why well, don't I have insurance? So I can't go. Yeah. So I can't go. So yeah. you tell me they could go. I didn't have insurance when I was in my accident. And my bills came in as over five hundred and fifty thousand dollars is what I owed. Yeah. And I paid fifty. You paid fifty dollars? Fifty thousand.
You paid fifty thousand. All right, I paid fifty thousand of the five hundred and fifty. And then what? That what? What they do? That was just it. I what went do you mean first. I, I didn't pay anything, and then you just get you got you got to get the. I started with. I was like this: a bill is so coming. We, we do have government involved right now in healthcare. And but that was it. I filed with the. I mean, I did get help from the government because I had to and file and I had to go through. Oh, and they, Medicare. Yeah, you got right. some help from so, the government. But if you're, and I'm not advocating that you don't have some threshold there where you can't treat where everybody's going to get treated. But that's it's everybody's already getting treated. So now what you're doing is, if you're going to put the government in charge of managing a facility, just say a single medical facility like a hospital. I mean, do you think that's going to be efficient? I, I don't I'm know a, if anyone's I mean, saying it's going to be. I'm going to say, say, gonna say what they, that works for the VA. We could go into the VA. Dude, I went to the BMV the other day, and that's the smoothest place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good, man. It's like this is a question I asked you the other day. <laughs> the smoothest place. What's your last experience dealing with a government agency, and was it good? Yeah. Did you feel real warm and fuzzy, like it was managed well? Did you feel I get like what everybody's you're efficiently operating. But you see why people jump on that burning train because it's like it seems like it's because it sounds good, but at the end of the day, you have to really dig into the questions of what caused the poverty in the first place and then so nobody's going to disagree like you and i would never disagree that poverty sucks you and i would never disagree that i want to help people you get i would never disagree with the problems mm -hmm. i know what they are now we'll get we can talk about what the solutions are and what i love about this conversation is we're at least having a conversation mm -hmm. about it you're not just hitting me over the head and saying you're a dumbass nah. <laughs> i'm not hitting you over the head and saying you're a dumbass because that's what that's what i think a lot of this is degraded to out mm -hmm. in the real world but yeah. it's like no i don't disagree at all with the problem the question is how do we fix it and, and I think what people get confused about is this. I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't fix it. I'm just saying that Bernie's way to fix it is just going to quadruple the problem. It's just going to create more of the same. And here's what I hear Bernie Sanders saying. I hear Bernie Sanders saying this, and, and I might be wrong, but here's what I hear. I hear Bernie Sanders saying rich people, and it's so, so don't, don't sound so divisive, rich people, blah, blah, blah. But people that the haves have had the haves for a very long time and have done what they could to keep it away from have-nots. You know what I'm saying? With loopholes and regulations and like all this what, stuff. Like what, though? I don't hear I don't specifics. know specifics. I don't well, know you're talking like but tax. Come on, yeah, I mean, all that I've shit. Always, I've, I've already been here before. Yeah, like, I mean, look, I can't afford some financial advisor to help yeah, me with my money. you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Rich so, people live by, people with money live by a different set of rules that that kind of and it, it, I mean it really is true. Like especially like when you go to like well, I just said it earlier, you go to jail. I might not even have did the crime. You pulled me over and said you look like somebody. Come on with us. Well, you can get out. And while we figure this out, you got to pay five five thousand dollars to get out. I can't afford to pay that. So now I got to sit here. That's the that's that's on the that's on the that's on the mo that's on the, uh, the the level closest to the ground, the bottomest level. So that shit just every and every level you have to imagine that's how it goes. People with money can can do shit that people with money without money don't can't do. So when I hear Bernie, I hear look. We about to take this shit and we gonna turn it around. He's trying to get away from that political revolution rhetoric, but that's what we signed up for. Bernie is a political, and, I, and I'm yeah, not a. Yeah. I wasn't a Bernie supporter like I think that. He's still rolling. You know what I'm saying? But he he was trying to. And I think it was during a debate. You tried to distance and stuff. So but again, no, that's what motherfuckers want. The same. The so, same thing. So though. I'm gonna say one more thing. Let me say one more thing. Yeah. I think I think when you look at, um, I think people are gonna do what they can for money. Fuck whoever. If I don't know you. The Bible says, and I'm not a Christian guy like that, but everybody says that money is the root of all evil, and that is incorrect. It is the love of money that is the root of all evil because it's what people will do for money. You know what I'm saying? So when you got the government in there saying, nah, close that loophole. I see what you're doing. What we need, what we don't have is people just 
acting in the best interests of other people. That's all we don't have. And I think that when you trust corporations to do it, they going to do what you let them do. When uh, Donald Trump, and again, I don't know specifics. I smoke a lot of weed. Donald Trump <laughs> did some <laughs> shit <laughs> where it's some shit, EPA shit, where you ain't got to use these light bulbs no more. You know what I'm saying? Use these light bulbs now. The job I work at that same day replaced them fucking light bulbs. They had people. It's a five-story building, top to bottom, um, um, fluorescent light bulbs. That same day that Donald Trump did that, they started from top to bottom of my job and took them light bulbs out. Fuck who I'm helping. How much money can I save? That's what I hear and see when I see corporations, big corporations that make that money. And when I see people like Bernie Sanders, they're saying, okay, let's shift some of that power to these, these people down here now. And a lot of it, you know what I'm saying? And fuck it, a lot of it. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I feel about it. That's just what I see in here. Now, then Bernie also talked about raising the the employer tax, which is a tax that none of my people know about. You probably don't know about it either. You'll see your net and you see your gross on on your check stub, right? Yeah. So your net's here. And then, but what you didn't see, which isn't on there, is that there's another line of tax that I have to pay on there. Because you're an employer. Because I'm an employer. Yeah. So I have to pay a percentage of everyone there. So, you I mean, if, if it says $1,400 <laughs> was, was your net, well, actually, it cost the company 1678 you don't even get to see that 1678. So you don't even know that your boss paid that extra money because that's not on your check because that's not your taxes. Not, you know, I mean, that's withdrawn coming, it comes out. But then whenever I heard him say that, I was like, oh, no. I mean, that, that right there lit me up. I was like, oh, my God, if he's going to raise the employer tax, that kills me right now. Now, let me ask you a question. Who said that, Trump or Bernie? Bernie. Let me ask you a question. What now does, does his plan, quote unquote, to have health care paid for? Does that offset any of that money? Like, what do you pay for your health care for your people? I don't. Don't? Okay, so that's more money for you. <laughs> so that's, that, that sucks for you. That does suck for you. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't understand. suck for him. It sucks for the economy, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Because Jared has a certain bottom line that he has to meet, mm-hmm. and he's got however many employees he has, and he's able to meet that bottom line. Now, if all of a sudden the goalposts get moved here, and now, in order to meet that bottom line, he's got to spend 20% more. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean, I mean, you can't just bring that out of the ether. It doesn't just manifest itself. So that means there's probably one less person working for him mm-hmm. because he can't meet that bottom line. Now, there's one less person with a job. What? And take that and do the math exponentially. So it's not like if you say uh, everybody's going to just pay this much more, then it's just going to be that much more money there will be fewer employees Hmm. and now there's going to be more people without jobs. And now the economy starts to really tank. So the problem is if you try to turn the screw over on this side of things, what you're doing is you're changing the equation on another side of things that you're not even thinking about half the time where all of a sudden there's like this unintended consequence that causes a huge problem. Mm -hmm. And things like rent control is a perfect example. So if I say it sounds awesome, right? We're going to set rent at a certain rate. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem with that is is that if rent is cheap at or, or artificially low because the government says it has to be, now if you have an owner of a building, then that owner of a building has some choices to make because while rent may be cheaper, the cost to maintain the place or even right, build a new place is going to stay the same. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, if I'm in the market to maybe build a new apartment complex, well, I'm not going to because I can't get my return on the money back. Mm-hmm. So 
it just won't happen. Now there's less housing. Or another thing that commonly occurs, if rent is cheap, it's not that more poor people are going to rent those apartments. It's that there's probably more rich people that will rent the apartments. So I'm going to get an apartment in New York because I have a job there. I'll just get an apartment and stay in a hotel because it's so cheap there. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get one in L.A. because it's cheap there, too. So now I've taken up two. I'm not using either of them because I have a house in Ohio, all because rent was cheap. Mm-hmm. And that does nothing to solve the problem of low-income housing. It does zero to solve the problem of no, low-income housing. It, it floods in people with wealth to pick up more areas. In fact. To where they don't need. And it doesn't matter who the wealthy are. No, no not under, none that. of this is going to happen under Bernie's right. plan, though. No, it will. And then the you other would. thing about, like, you're talking about the rich people, the poor people. The other thing that these stats are often skewed. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal, is there are lots and lots and lots of people. You have been at one time or another in the poverty or below whatever their standard is. Mm-hmm. I have two. And it was about when I was 18, 19 years old, and I was working for three thirty-five an hour at minimum wage. Mm-hmm. I was as low as it gets. Now, I moved out of that because I kept, yeah, I kept yeah. working, and I moved up the totem pole working or doing whatever. Um, now, just because – so that number, that bottom line number is often popu- – it is populated in a very dynamic way. So people are moving out of that all the time. Mm-hmm. So you can say the rich keep getting richer. Well, that means people are moving up – uh, and the poor stays the same. Well, there's more kids coming up. You're going to get your job at 17, 18 years old. You're going to be in that low-income area. Now, if you take something like minimum wage and say, now you have to pay those people 20 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. But say Jared comes to me and he's a 17-year-old uh, whippersnapper uh, and he's never done anything, not even uh, put a shovel in the dirt. Mm-hmm. And in order to hire somebody, I got to pay 20 bucks an hour. I'm going to look at Jared and say, no thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your your work is not worth twenty now, bucks an hour. To that to that though, I would say like like I know McDonald's uh, was big on that. They was probably trying to raise and make the they were trying to uh, fight that or whatever. Again, specifics. Um, but you say that can be said, but then they'll go out and hire adults and pay them seven twenty five. You know what I'm saying? Knowing that this is an adult that got real shit going sure. on. With the, you know what I'm saying? You bet. And so so all I so so the adult can either not be employed. Mm-hmm. Uh, or be employed for whatever their market rate is. Mm-hmm. And then they have an opportunity to move up. But if you never get the start, if you ne- and I'm not saying it's perfect, it's not. The market's mm-hmm. not a perfect place. It doesn't, it doesn't create complete equality. It never will. But if you have a place to start, then at least you can move up. Because I think we would all agree that if the more you stay at a certain job, you usually get raises or you expand your abilities. Mm-hmm. And Jared can now, not only can he work a shovel, he's also learned how to push a lawnmower. <laughs> so now- Way to now, go, Jared. <laughs> and then shortly after, he's driving. He's a Forrest Gump, you know? Yeah. So now I can pay him 10 bucks an hour. And then as he gets better at that, mm-hmm. I'm going to put him in charge of the next guy who's only just pushing dirt around again. So now he's a manager. And the next guy's got the chance to earn it. But if I raise the minimum wage to whatever level- those people never they you keep them there because they never get the first job mm-hmm. to move up. That's the theory behind it. I'm not saying it's perfect, nor am I saying life is fair. It's not. But if I know my first job, the the dude looked at me and said, uh, "You ever you ever work a saw?" I was like, "Oh yeah, man, I work saw all the time. How about a hammer?" You know, I didn't, oh yeah, I know a hammer. He goes, "All right, you see that pile of lumber over there? I want you to move it from there over to there." And I just looked at him. I was like, "Okay, that's what <laughs> I'll do." And I got paid like four bucks an hour to do it. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that summer, I was maybe making five. Mm-hmm. But the next summer, I was making whatever. And then, you know, I just I sort of moved up. And at that time, the minimum wage, I think, was three thirty-five, below market rates otherwise. So mm-hmm. it didn't have a big impact. But if that minimum wage were ten bucks an hour, twenty bucks an hour, I wouldn't have gotten a job. Mm-hmm. I never would have. I never would have learned how to frame a house. I never would have learned how to 
how to work on a job site, and I would have stayed down there. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the theory. Now, if you say everybody gets X dollars, it sounds awesome because you just think everybody that'll make 20 bucks an hour. But two things will happen. They won't get hired and the business will have a choice. If they can't find people, it'll go out of business because they can't afford it. How do you then how do you stop the gap then? I mean, if you're not going to pay people more money, how do you stop? How do you stop the fact that the, the average CEO makes 300 300 percent more than their employee? You know what I'm saying? If you're not going to give more poor poor people more money. How do you, because then the gap between poor and rich is getting bigger and starting to swallow up middle class people. So how, if you don't, if you don't take this system that has allowed people to, to, to benefit so, off the backs of people without paying them a living wage, what do you do? Because what's, what's, you have, what's, what's been going on so far has not been, or seemingly has not been worked. You've presupposed, mm-hmm. uh, you, well, you, you just took for granted that the, that the system that I am advocating caused that. And I'm not, or I mean, look, I think the system we have now is not what I'm talking about. I think it's been artificially screwed with quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So if you take, for instance, uh, I mean, if you just, we can talk about stats off the air, but there, there's certain things that you can look at that would have changed the, 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 the rise of income levels substantially, mm-hmm. most of it directly correlates with some governmental regulation or intervention on price controls, minimum wage, uh, how much money you receive uh, as unemployment benefits, et cetera. Like you were talking about, it's like you get people who get just enough not to work. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens if you eliminate that? Yeah, just if people give people just enough not to work and you eliminate that, then they're just poor. Or what? Or, or they'll, they'll go, get a job. They'll, they'll try to get a job. They'll go work. They'll try to not a, now, they'll, now, again. Not everybody. Not about to say not everybody. Not everybody. But again, there is such a big gap between that, though. Like, it's not like, it's, it's not like, it's not like I, um, I can, I afford to be poor. I get the snap or the benefits. And then I go, like, uh, one thing was the lady got, a, 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 a like, a 20, 20 cent raise or 20, 25 cent raise. She had to deny the raise because they took her snap and they moved her rent from, like, Three hundred a month to like a thousand dollars a month. There's no gap for people. There is no. There's no help for people in the middle. You got. You got poor. So the problem and we'll is, help you. We got poor and we'll help you. Middle class. Fuck you and, and everybody. No, else. I agree with Bob. And there's a serious yeah, problem. With yeah, that. There's a problem. So you can't. But you've also but, identified so, the cause of the problem. What's the, so the cause of the problem is the poor people that's that's pulling from the system. No, the the cause of the problem is the government that create that incentivize that. So now the question is, I, I do not advocate for pulling the rug out from under everybody mm-hmm. and saying just go sink or swim. Right. I don't think it's that simple. I think it's a far more complicated problem that needs to be graduated in for the solution. But doing more of that's not going to change it. And in, in saying. Uh, making the entire population poor, well, then everybody, I suppose, would be equally poor. I don't think but, they. I don't think they're trying to make the whole. Population. I think. I think what they're saying is that. Well, not, and now we to, keep saying poor, but less. It's not even poor. It's about middle class. It's about people who really. Because I mean, people are out there, like, like Dyson medicine. They 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 cutting their medicine. I got to cut yeah. my medicine to have. Yeah. People are really people are working two and three jobs, forty hours a week, and cannot afford. The basics, the shit that, and what I see, I see it as just a system that this is how it goes. You have to have a class lower than, than the people that are that are That's making the money. Is going to be the case. That's, the question is you know how do you get, how do you get people upwardly mobile? Right. Okay. So 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 and that's. That's I don't I don't think I can agree with that. You I guys think have we the same live, goal. You just have different ways of doing it. I no. think we live yeah. in a land of plenty. America is the land of 
plenty, man. Absolutely. People got so much that we take for granted. You know what I'm saying? But it's also people that's trying to capitalize on that plenty. And I don't I, I just I don't understand. Like I don't understand how how you are charging or how you are paying for like shit like damn near cheap labor or inexpensive labor from prisoners or how you making money off of somebody who can't afford they meds and you just cool with that. I don't, I don't, my brain, I, cause I look at people like this motherfucker needs help. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So when I see corporations making these rules, paying all these, all this money to buy these politicians, I look at it like dog, you don't see people below you drowning. You know what I'm saying? You don't see that. So that's what I see. So when I see somebody like Bernie Sanders, I, and again, I, um, I just got on the Bernie shit because I was I was really looking at uh fucking I liked what uh, Warren was talking about but she's not there you know what I'm saying and Biden just seems like more the same to me he just seems like old money you know what I'm saying so when Joe. I, yeah when I look at <laughs> when I look at Bernie I see somebody who's gonna change that system I see somebody I see somebody it's in, the reason people voted for Trump yeah ooh, yeah, yeah really that's, 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 I, that's, there that's was true. somebody different I think people not voted like for, the rest look, Trump is a perfect storm you had one <laughs> the worst candidate in history running against Trump I think I Hillary agree. Hillary I was agree. terrible candidate I mean she was just loaded with baggage nobody felt like she actually should have been there I'd always felt like there was some sort of deal cut I felt like she should have been there but I agree I, only because She's old money. You know what I'm saying? She was, so she should have been there and she's establishment. <laughs> but she definitely, no. I feel belittled by a lot of this on my own end. And I'm not I'm not a large corporation, I guess. You know what I mean? I'm not that big. But I do know what I do for but my people. But you're different, bro, man. You, you take know, care of people. That's that's different. You know what I mean? That's it, totally it, different. So it, it does. It, it kind of hurts me because in the end, it's like, man, I saw I've been doing nothing. Nah. You know what I mean? None, none of this counts. And you a, no, you a small no, 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 businessman. That's a, you a different. You small a different. business no, 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 is no. different from corporations. I mean, yeah. look at Walgreens, CVS. There's no local pharmacies anymore. Here's how I see the difference, Because they have the money Jared. to make it Here's cheaper. Here's how I see the and, difference. And this awning meeting. Well, I was going to say, Ian, I know a friend who works for one of these who manages this thing. His goal is every single month and year just keep going up and up so bonuses go down and down and down. Labor hours are going down and down and down. So now the manager, assistant manager, has to work more because this corporation that's making billion dollars is not allowing an extra 10 hours a week. And I understand that goes across the whole United States, but they're well, making plenty of money. I, no, I, I get very upset with multiple companies and how they do that. Now, I remember one time, this is a while back, whenever the tax change came through or something, you were on Trump and you're like, what's he done for you? <laughs> and I said, well, actually, this year, <laughs> now I but got- See, I said I, the same thing about Obama. And I bought my first home under Obama. He had the, the, the yeah, first time yeah. home buyer credit. But I got, what I did was, is that I did pay less in taxes. Do you know what I did? I hired another employee. Yeah. I didn't take that money. That, Everybody's that, not thinking like see, that. But though. that money right there gave me. A, happens, I mean, I was like, boom. yeah, I agree. I yeah. was like, that is. It wasn't a full year of of this new person. I say you're both anomalies because right I work for him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you. You're just like you're just like him. With no, him, I'm with just me. like every other small business guy. In I don't think you are. Yeah, of course. And I, remember, I can name some right now that you know that I do not think treats their employees the way you treat me. Now I saw right, so I saw you Kroger. know what man I, I again want, I want go bring, ahead I'm sorry I'll bring up Kroger real quick here because I remember when the Affordable Health Care Act came out I had friends that work at the Kroger right next to when I had my restaurant and I'd go over there and I talk to these guys all the time at the gas station and everything and he was so bummed out and he asked me he was like hey man do you need some help washing dishes or anything I'm like oh, what's going on man he's like man they cut my hours at 31 hours he's like I used to get 40 45 I was like why they cut your hours he's like well they hired more people I was like well he's like they're screwing us and they had a union. 
I couldn't believe their union wasn't standing up for them because if they got the 40 hours, they had to give them health care. So instead, they uh, cut their hours, hired more people. Why so did they, they have to give them health care? So, what? Why did they have to give them health care? Because of the Affordable Health Care Act. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so what they did was see, they see, cut they see. cut their full-time so package of government. They, 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 they cut their full-time package. I saw, I I saw it coming when he asked but, the but, question. But I had a guy that asked me that. So let's say, let's say I gave him 10 hours a week because he lost his 10 hours a week. The 10 hours a week he would have got for working for me at Washington Dishes would have not covered his, his health care. So what that big corporation did, which I, I was really, my mind was blown when I asked him, I said, isn't your union stink? I thought, I thought that's what that's unions what did. Yeah. I, thought, I, was like, I thought they were coming in for you. I was like, how did they fall to this? And uh, they lost a number of employees. They brought a bunch in. And I've seen to where, like, I don't hire anybody at minimum wage. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's absolutely crazy if you ask me. And especially in today's market. You know what I mean? With the amount of, uh, of uh, well, you know yeah, what I mean? We've got a, we've got a scarcity of labor. Right we've now. got yeah. a scarcity got a of unique, labor. You need business. If I'm cranking out cheeseburgers at McDonald's, you you sit down with somebody and say, okay, can you sell for Can you interact right. with the yeah. clients? Can you show them new products? Well, it's like the people who, all, look. The, a corporation like McDonald's doesn't care. Mm-hmm. They're just like, well, you they just crank. No, they you care. Burgers out. They I don't care. know. I'm not trying there's to dog people, McDonald's. Well, Maybe look, they're. I know they do stuff like jobs college that require uh, no skill. There's plenty of jobs that require no skill. And if there weren't, it would really suck. But uh, or ability. I mean, I, I mean, I guess uh, not everybody is equal in that regard. But no. I just think the manager of McDonald's or, or a CEO of McDonald's is not contemplating what you, what you just said. The manager of the facility certainly is. The manager of the facility Maybe, is thinking, I mean, I've got to make this place profitable. Otherwise, I don't take any money home. So I've got to pick employees, I got to choose employees, and I got to figure out where my bottom line is and make sure that it's opt- operating in an optimal way. And you've got the Affordable Care Act, like this, this is perfect, right? Because the government says, we're going to make everybody have health insurance, that is now mandated. All right, so what do they do? They say, if you, if you work 40 hours a week, some company, I don't know this to be true, but I think this is what you're saying, some company has to provide health care for you. All right, do you think the company's just going to say, huh? Where, where are they going to, like, they're operating at whatever their level is. Do you think they're just going to stop doing that? Or where, where's the money going to come from? So what do they do? They have to get around it. They, they give people fewer hours mm-hmm. or they give people less. And it wasn't like, I mean, they had employees before all working 40 hours a week and now they don't. And it's only because it sounds like that there was a government intervention that said, you have to do this if you work 40 hours a week. And my point is not that it's a horrible thing what the government was trying to do. I understand it completely, but there's a huge unintended consequence of it. Now you're going to say they're just being greedy. I'm going to say, well, maybe, except this is they're, they're selling their products at a market rate that is substantially less than what the mom and pops would have. Um, and they're, they're bringing you stuff in our country that it, it, it it, at a rate that it's insane. Nobody, your grandparents would be shocked at what's available to us. So, I mean, there's a bad side, I suppose, in that you say, well, they're these greedy corporations, all these people making tons of money. On the other side of it, look what you're getting in return. And, and this is not me defending an evil company as much as I'm just saying, you can't just tweak it here and expect everything else to stay status quo. You have to, you have to consider what the ripple effect is. And here there's one that's obvious. Bill, you brought it up, and now you have too about your – Less than forty hours. I, I was I was sitting here trying to contemplate why would that be? Why? And I even asked you, but then we got off. But like, why is that? That's even employee hours, not even a health insurance. But like, you only have so many hours you could use a week. Divide them up against your employees that you're paying eight dollars and fifty cents for. And and, if and you, then if they you get you cut, but they're going to still be there. And then they make it a raise twenty cents. In a year, you have to dig into and figure out why that's happening and what the incentives are. Well, I think because it's greed, they want they're making more money that way. Well, why? Why? When did it change, and why did it change? 
That's what I would want to know. I, there's more facts. See, you're looking at one little thing. Now, I want to know, it, it clearly, from well, the way you're describing this, or your yeah. buddy's describing this, it wasn't always that way. That was a recent change in policy. It's always been a little bit that way. So the question but, is, why is that, and what are they doing, and what are the mandates? Is there, you know, I, I would say there's probably yeah. more to it than them just saying, I'll bet you we can make people yeah. poor and let them work less. I think my point is like- Mr. Burns. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I don't think, again, I don't think it's no, I don't think nobody's like intentionally like, man, I want to make people poor. There's only so much money though, right? It's There's not only making so them poor, money. they're no, making I more disagree. money. So the effect of them making more money is making people poor. Think about it. Should we have minimum wage at all? That's the first question before we start say, talking about- I would about, say no. I would say no. The market will establish the minimum uh, wage. What about uh, overtime? Should you get overtime pay or should it, you? they tell you you got to work 60 hours a week and not getting paid any extra? Well, they don't Eight have to tell Eight bucks an you. hour, five so, bucks an hour. So the question is what happens? Let's play it out. And I'm not, I'm not sure my answer, but let's just yeah. play it out. Let's say there is no mandated government overtime. What's the upside? What's the downside? Well, the the downside is those working more than 40 hours a week aren't going to get time and a half. The upside is people will be able to work more than 40 hours a week, more than they can now, because I don't pay, I don't make people work on my hourly basis more than 40 hours a week because I can't afford time and a half. Right. So, but on the other hand, if you need more money and say, look, I'm going to put in some extra hours tonight and be like, have at it, man. I'll pay you for it, but I'm just not going to pay you time and a half. I so, need more money, but I don't have more time because I have two kids at home that go to daycare and I need to pick right. them up at four o'clock and fair my schedule enough. now is eight to four, not eight to eight. Yeah, fair enough. So you're not getting- So you're fired. You don't want to work my 60 hours, you're fired. No, 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 responsible. You because overtime is at least giving you an incentive to try to yeah, make up for yeah. that. Well, hold on a second. Would it be I, responsible to, to, to hire people and, and take their lifestyle into consideration when it's involving kids and involving- um, daycare and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Because so like, go. Let's go back to the McDonald's thing. And again, not shit on McDonald's. A good company. Billion dollar uh, b- burger soda, whatever. I like but, your Big Mac. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say you hire a grown person. At you know what I'm saying, an adult with with problems and shit. Should you take in consideration that they got those kids? They got that shit. Is that the answer? Because I don't think I don't think uh, uh, I don't think um, depending on the the the, uh, the market or the 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 corporations to solve the problem will will help because, and I don't mean to call them greedy because again, I'm seeing a different side today because it's not about greed with the money. It's I need the money to keep this machine going that's paying the people. You know what I'm saying? But it's still looked at as, I hear that, but I'm still ain't got nobody to watch these kids. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. would it be responsible or doable even to uh, have well, corporations Take that in consideration when I'm hiring you. I'm not going to pay you $7.25 because I know you got, you are a grown person with shit going on. So, because that's what we'll hire these, these, these two are, do. Mm-hmm. These yeah. two would. And that's what they I'm saying. Do. And I see if, that in you. you. Know I mean? if, but, you're, if you're a good employee, I mm-hmm. would. Yeah. But if you're not, I, there's no way. Yeah, I right? understand that. So yeah. Then, yeah. You, then, then, see, and, and what. But that's what's weird. I don't know that everybody's like these. Yeah, I don't think that's that's they are. are. I that's can the say problem. they're not. Yeah. Here's, yeah. Why, yeah. Here's, why some, here's why you almost, here's why many, many more than you think are, if you would let them. Mm-hmm. Um, because out there right now, if I'm trying to hire somebody to do a job, and you probably have run into this in your own life, like you hire somebody to do a job, some people do it crappy, mm-hmm. some people do it well, some people show up on time, some people do not. Some people care and invest in it. Others do not. Mm-hmm. If I find somebody who's invested in it, I am going to make every accommodation I can to capitalize. I'm going to use that word, to capitalize on the value that employee brings to my business. Mm-hmm. 
that is now you can you can conflate that with the goodness of my heart or you can conflate it conflate it with the thickness of my wallet yeah. but my job up there is to try to make money it is a business that is designed to make money so i'm going to capitalize on the best people and if the best person can only work 6 hours a day but in that time frame they're getting uh, 10 hours a day of work done, mm-hmm. then I'm cool with it. Yeah. Now, if Sweet, that, dude. My <laughs> hours just changed. But, I'm, but, I'm, working, but I'm, 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 I'm eating shit for six hours, though. <laughs> but, but if it's just somebody showing up or checking boxes or doing whatever, yeah. or if I had to do it, if I were forced to do it, that means I don't get the discretion to decide that. Yeah. And now, so I'm making those decisions up there, and, and, and not, to, not to shoot myself in the foot, Jeff, but not just because I'm a good guy, but because I have good people. And I don't want to lose good people. And see, but, but and that's and that's what he was saying. I don't think every, I don't, especially big corporations, they, they just do. don't have the time. I think there are, are the some. I mean, there are some. Yeah, but no, I've, I've worked, I've worked for some that's just like, get this shit done, and you take them your shit. Like, well, look, I'm X, Y, and Z. I'm doing this. I'm doing yeah. that. Well, here's your ten cents. One hundred percent. The good news is, yeah. look, I mean, and this is. I know it sounds so callous sometimes when I say stuff like this, but I mean, the good news is you don't have to have that job. Word. You know, you don't. Word. And and here's the thing. It left. This doesn't. Ever, not every. It's never going to fix all the problems. But if I'm treating people shitty mm-hmm. and they quit, that really sucks. And do not underestimate how much that sucks. As particularly in a small business realm, mm-hmm. that sucks because I have spent countless hours of and my time and my money training somebody or, or investing in somebody to do a job, and if I treat them poorly and they quit. That sucks. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the same as losing a lot of money. And if if people, it, it, we don't have a situation now in our country yet where you don't have to take a job. You can you can go to a better employer and say, look, I'm going to do this for you, and here's what it is, and and go do it, and and you have the freedom to do it. It doesn't make it right, but eventually it creates a correction. Now, if I'm forced by regulation or law, which is really to say at the at the barrel of a gun, to do it a certain way, then yeah, I'll comply, but there's gonna be a leak somewhere else. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like I mean maybe there's a middle ground here. I mean, because what you just described is a, a very I mean saying yeah, it makes oh, sense. I'm well I know, but I'm like hedging my all right, well I don't like this job, but I'm gonna go over to the, there's people that are not capable of having that sort of So then what maybe they can't get the hour off from their kid to go and do the interview over here. You know what I mean? It's like and we're also assuming too, that man. there's multiple yeah. jobs out there available. So people, the alternative you know I mean? then would demand employers to give people stuff. But you can't go over the top like that. You can't go. It's not one way or the other. And that's why I think so some there, of the programs. There is, no, so there is no perfect solution. There's no governmental perfect solution that's going to fix it. And well, then Bernie the question Sanders. is, what's the <laughs> most? <laughs> the question is, what's the path? What's the path that gives you the least amount Steve's of downside? He's so pissed. He's so pissed at me. Oh, no, he's not. Yeah. I'm not pissed. Yeah. So the, the question is, what's the what's the path that creates the best chance of solving right. the problem? Yeah, albeit you're right. in an imperfect way, it'll it'll eventually lead in the right direction. And right now, through government intervention, we've gotten to a really shitty place. And I can show you, it's like the numbers don't lie on how that all happened. And, and the issue is, all right, so we're going to fix it by just doing more of what we've done, or can we back off some of it and then maybe try something else? Let, let me ask you this real quick. Just curious. We come to a shitty place, but for who? Right. Because of the government in business. 
Because the stock market's the largest it's ever been. The economy, according to Trump, is great. <laughs> so well, if not, the government, how, how are we bad then? How are we bad right if now? If the government I think, created I all this stuff. I think our government spends way too much money. Well, I do too. I, think I there's agree way with that. Too much, yeah. I think there's way too much regulation. And I think there's way too much intervention into people's lives that have incentivized really, really, or that have incentivized a lifestyle that perpetuates itself. And I know this sucks. I mean, I sound so horrible, but because I do, I I care. I want to help people and and I want to get people out of poverty. And I would love to see all that problem solved or at least people, I I think I look at the poverty line like this. Almost everybody starts there. I mean, there's going to be the people who are born into the blue bloods who are just millionaires by birth. But, you know, at one point I made whatever a year and it was, it was nothing. And then I I, I was able to move up. Uh, Jared was that way. You were that way. We're all here. We're that way at some juncture. Mm -hmm. So, and, and then, I want that for everybody. And to those who don't have that, I would first ask, why is that? And can we at least have an honest conversation about why that is? And then we can have an honest conversation about what it's going to take to solve it beyond just saying this sucks, so we need to do something different. And and that's uh, my contention is that it is the government intervention to just give people uh, X, Y, Z and create a certain incentive structure that caused it. And it has nothing to do with with um, with bad intent, in fact. I, I, mm. Others would argue. Now, that me, goes back to Yavich and Palmer, and I've seen how you guys work with your clients, and a lot of the clients are something that Bobby started to state out with right there, where they're getting locked up and put away, and they can't go to work because they're, they're being held up. And I've seen you guys always trying to find out, not you're here because of this case. You're you, What got you here? What got you to this end point? And I've seen how you work with your clients. Yeah, and and you work with them in multiple ways to help them get out of it for sure. And the and the question is, you had a good point, Bobby. Your point was if you're if you're dirt poor and you're pulled over for something, say you didn't do, and your bond is unmakeable. Um, I don't, you know, there's not a good answer to that dilemma. There just isn't. And mm-hmm. and I will say this though, most of the time, that doesn't happen. There, well. All right. I'm not saying it doesn't happen ever, but in the main, if you can't get out on bond, it's because you've either done something really, really bad or you've mm-hmm. done it a lot. And, and this isn't to say I don't care because I look, I've gone over and let's say I, I make sure people get out when I can. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that bugs me is, but it, it, what bothers my, my conscious, but not my left side of the brain is this, is that people say all the time, well, money gets you out of trouble. And, and, to be sure, that's what happens. You know, the cheapest lawyers aren't always the best, but the most expensive aren't always the best either. So, uh, you know, I, I think it always helps to defend yourself when you've been accused of a crime, rightfully or wrongfully, if you have more money. It just does. I mean, that's the bottom line. I, there, there's Call no, Yavich and Palmer, 614-224-614. There's no lie about it. I like it, though. I like it. But yeah, if you're I think you're, I think you're but right. But is that fair? That is that. That's not fair. Yeah, I was about to say, that's but not nothing, fair. nothing in life is fair. I can't. But here's the thing. I also I can't afford the best driveway. To, I was. I, I look I, at. I, I look at that shit. I look at that shit though. Like that shit is. Um, in some places, man, that shit is done by design. You know, so I'm saying like that. Then that's that's the part that's fucked as up. As soon as I and see some, that, I'll be there protesting yeah, and with that's you I, and on my soapbox. Yeah, and that's and that's that's but that's and that's a part of the problem too. You know what I'm saying? That's just another example of how poor people are taken advantage of and nobody's there talking and trying to fix. And I keep saying poor, but it's not really poor, like the working poor, you know what I'm saying? Because even as even at having a job, like you work, you work, you live in a bad neighborhood, you go 
to work. You on your way home. The cop pull you over. I smell weed. How you smell weed? I just got off work. Well, go. Let's check the car. Now you got to check the car. Now you done found some bullshit. Yeah. And now I got to go. Do you know what I'm saying? So it disrupts my whole life. And in some cases, that's done by design because they're incentivized to get criminals off the street. You know what I'm saying? So, as soon as I, as soon as I, look, I've had cases where I know stuff like that has mm-hmm. occurred. I just absolutely know but it. But see, and that's, the, and that's great for the individual to know, but it's like a more of a systemic problem. And I don't think, and I just think that people don't, and that's, and that's just a part of the problem as far as, and I keep saying poor, but like, like fighting or, or taking advantage of these people who can't fight back. And I think when you put corporations in control of that, well, there is an incentive, and I'm not saying, and there is an incentive for them in keeping their money. You know what I'm saying? To keep taking that advantage. You know what I'm saying? And again, I don't think that. So people, I guess, and I don't think that people, and I don't think that like um, business people or corporate corporations are horrible, horrible people. Like you said, I got to make money because I got to keep this machine going. But sometimes that's at the expense of people who can't afford to fight back. And um, what are corporations doing, I guess, because we talked about people getting pulled over for, say, racial reasons mm-hmm. or disparate cr- well, or, uh, discrimination reasons. Mm-hmm. And then you said corporations are control. So, look, corporations don't control that. Well, I'm talking about um, I'm talking about just people's incentive to get what they need to get. You know what I mean? You like I don't I can't see the government having an incentive. Like if you put the hands of. If you put uh, if you put uh, like uh, the hospitals in the government's hands to say anybody that comes here, uh, they sick, whatever we pay, we cut the lights on here. So you treat them. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck if they don't have the existing condition. Nothing. You treat them because I'm paying the bills. Treat them. I don't see how the government uh, is incentivized by saying no. Now, I can see how um, somebody who maybe owns that hospital and say, mm, or owns the insurance company, says, mm, well, you have well, that. How's the government incentivized, man, by pulling somebody over just because of the color of their skin? How's that incentivized the because, government? Because that, because that poor black, because first of all, look where I'm at. And if they're going to do that, why treat them in the hospital? Look where I'm at. I'm in the hood, right? I'm in the hood. I get pulled over. You know where I live, so you know I ain't got the money to fight back. You got to get so many You got to get so many people on your books. You know what I'm saying? As a police officer, you got they got programs where they you got to, you make so many arrests. I you, don't know. I don't I don't think there's quotas like that. No, there are quotas like that. I think Baltimore. Uh, I, I think Baltimore maybe. is big. I, I think so. Look, there, are quotas, so. If there's quotas, think so. If there's there quotas, quotas to say you have to arrest X number of people in this neighborhood. Not necessarily arrest, but you got to stop. Gotta, and when you you got and when and when look, you, I'm dead against that. Thing. And when that, you that, dog, when you got dark skin, man, it's easy. It's just, look, I'm with you. It, that, and also that too, bad. And and that, so but why so treat the, those why treat people with dark skin with medical problems then? So the point so the but that that's that's a different beast. Like the uh, as far as the police go, um, like if I I I look the part. So if I go down there, yeah, you look the part. Come 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 to the car. You look the part. I'm taking you down. You are gonna have more success with me. You know where I live at. You know I ain't got no money. You know how people are already gonna perceive oh, to be me. Sure. You know so what if they so my point poor. so my point was that. That 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 may not translate to the hospital, but the point I'm trying to make is if you incentivize the police force to pull over black people or to pull people over, they're going to pull over the most vulnerable. Who the most vulnerable? 
poor black people. You already you already fifty percent of the prison population, so you look like you belong here. You know what I'm saying? You can't afford to get a lawyer and fight me on this. So you gonna plead no contest and the judge, I'm an upstanding police officer in the community, so he gonna believe me over you. So if you're incentivized, if you if you to get money you need to take advantage of somebody. You take advantage of the, the the vulnerable, right? So you got people who can't afford to fight back with your homeboy in the union, whatever that, you know what I'm saying? I got my union who's supposed to fight for me. They not fighting. Now I just got to sit here. I don't, I can't, I can't imagine, and maybe I'm wrong, but I can't imagine somebody who looks at the bottom line and only the bottom line will be somebody that will advocate for me all the time. You do. You feel You feel like it. I know he do because but I know him. Here's the thing, though. But I think you guys are anomalies. If I, I think you guys... You might last be surprised. Thing I'm gonna say, last, thing, last thing I'm going to say. Last thing I'm going to say. My hands are raised. Last thing I'm going to say. I think you guys see through your filter, and we all do. You guys, I know you. You're just a good dude, and it makes me uncomfortable how good you are sometimes. So I know. I know. And, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, and I think you guys are just looking at it through your filter, me, and I'm looking at it through my filter. Let me you make understand? a couple of comments in. First yes, of all, it's like if the government is corrupt enough to create quotas to go after poor black people, mm. then I don't trust them to do anything else. That's that's first. <laughs> I feel you. Because it's going to be the same people under Bernie that it is now on that level. The second thing I would say is this. If somebody said to – if if I, there are a criminal defense lawyer out there right now that said mm. – you know what? I'm not going to represent black folks. I just don't like them. Mm -hmm. um, my daddy was from wherever, and he taught me to hate these people. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. All right. You know what I would do then? I'd go set up a law firm to only represent black people because <laughs> I can make money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. that's exactly what I would do. And the government, it, it, I have that incentive because of money. Mm -hmm. I don't have that incentive uh, necessarily. I, I would have that out of my heart and yeah, morality yeah. as well. But let's say I didn't. I would still have an incentive to do it. And that's going to be a very powerful one because if mm -hmm. I, we've had this conversation with banks, well, banks are discriminate. They won't, they won't give money to women. It's like, I would be a bank that gives all the people that are getting rejected that qualify for loans. I'll be that person because it's about they have an incentive to do it because they make money on the interest charged. So I, I have to filter that into what, what I, what you're describing here is a practice by a huge government that is doing stuff that they're not getting called on and not in, a, not in an effective way then. And the only people that would call them on it would be the consumers. Or in in my business, it's not like uh, if I do something wrong, what happens is I don't make any money. Mm -hmm. I, I go broke or I have to change really fast. So the market tells me sometimes in a very slow, ineffective way, depending on how hard-headed I am, mm -hmm. what I should be doing. And if I take a stance that I'm only going to represent these innocent people, that people say all the time, how do you represent those guilty people? Like, I'd be broke if I didn't, right? So it's like if I say I'm only going to represent innocent people, I'd be broke. So I, I had to say, well, that goes out the window. I have to, I have to provide people defense. Now, if I charge so much money that nobody could afford it or nobody would pay it, I'd have to lower my price. Mm -hmm. And then I would represent people. Or if I thought, look, there's a whole niche of people sitting out there in a certain neighborhood that would love to have a lawyer, but nobody's willing to service them. I'm going to go start an office there mm -hmm. because I can make money there. And all of that is driven by my creative ability to see where I can earn a living and mm -hmm. make money and not just make money, make profit. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have an incentive to do that, if I didn't have a profit at the end of that rainbow, I wouldn't do it because it's hard. Yeah. That's and and that's where it, 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 look, my, my suggestions here aren't perfect. I get it. And, mm -hmm. and maybe somewhere, like you said, Jeff, is a, is a medium. But uh, I just think more of it 
isn't going to solve the problems that less of it is created. And that, that's sort of now, one I, thing Bobby brought up, it comes into my personal <laughs> life, what happened with me when I had my restaurant, I had a partner. We all know that how I, what I think about him. <laughs> we, I remember multiple times would get in arguments on pay. Mm-hmm. And I would have an employee in there, something, and A, what I wanted to hire him at, he would always argue me. He wanted to start everybody at minimum wage. And I was like, well, we're going to get jack shit for paying that. You yeah. know what I mean? I was like, we're, we're not going to get quality. We need quality. And then I would have an employee that was busting his ass, man, was doing a great job. And I was like, we got to give him more money. We can give him more money. And I remember getting in heated because it was 50 50 partnership. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't give him more money. Yeah. We had to agree on it. And that was one thing we fought on all the time. Was and that, but see, that was the greed because he was a greedy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And, and he'd be like, this, Well, how are we going to get any more? Yeah. Right? That, that, that way, he's like, how, how are we, if we're going to give this guy more and this guy more, how are we going to get any more? I was like, how are we, for one, let's be happy with what we got and let's keep this thing so rolling. We'll that's get, the we'll, danger. We will, that guy. We will get, <laughs> you know I mean? we will get more. It's like, what's he, what's more, he, what happened to him? Yeah. Yeah. He still got a business. Yeah, I mean, he still got it. He but left. It, yeah. The heart and soul of the business Jared was left. like the government to him. Yep. Telling him what you got to do. We <laughs> yeah. got to make more. Well, you got to pay him no, more. man. I just was fighting for my people is what I was doing. Yeah. Because that's how yeah. you made your money. Like the government. Yeah. That's what made your business work. We're good people. And if good, like you can't run a good business with shitty people. And there are shitty people out there. I mean, we would all agree that there's a certain level of shittiness that exists. Absolutely. And I don't want them working here. I mean, right. look, I don't care what, I, and I don't want to say I don't care about their life circumstances. I do. But if they're shitty, I don't want them. Yeah. If they're going to steal from me, I don't want them. If they're not going to show up on time, I don't want them. And I th- so really you have to go, you have to turn it, turn the focus to why are they that way? Mm-hmm. And let's focus money there. You know, let, let's let's focus on helping that part. Well, they need to be more accountable for the money they already have and the way they spend it. And there, there's a lot of government lessons? money that's just misspent. How do you raise your kids? Do you just give them whatever they need? No, they have to learn certain things. Yeah. And, and I get it. I'm not going to oversimplify it by saying that, but it, it's helpful to say, look, if you're going to teach your, if I'm going to teach my sons a lesson, they have to learn how much it sucks. <laughs> and I hate to say that, but it's like, look, man, you didn't bring your lunch with you. Sorry, you're going to be hungry. You're going to be hungry. You're going to be hungry. Yeah, I feel that. I and, feel that. and it's like, all right, well, and here's what's interesting. I, I, had a, I worked with a- Do you subscribe to that school, what he just said? What? See, I'd be the dad to be like, look, I'll, I'll go get the lunch and bring it back and give it to your teacher. He says- that- I did that one time, and as I was driving back to school, my gut told me this was the bad <laughs> idea. And I and I got there, I gave I dropped off the lunch. I said, my son forgot his lunch, and I, I drove away just sort of contemplating, and I said, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> I will. I'm. I'm kind of in the middle. Like I am a sap. Yeah. I'm a sap. But I'm a total. Sap. If you reminded them eight times, and yeah. they forgot. It's like well, you're gonna well, have to live I with told it. You, yeah. You know what I mean, well, here's the lesson they're learning. They're not learning. They're not going to just learn to not forget their lunch because they're going to forget their lunch thousands of times. Mm-hmm. But you know what they're going to learn? And this is what a psychologist told me. Mm-hmm. They're going to learn that life goes on and they can survive that conflict. Yeah. And they can survive like that, that adversity. Yeah. Adversity. Yeah. They're yeah. not going to learn to remember their lunch. Yeah. I forget my lunch all the time to this day, but I know that I can deal with that little problem. Now, if I've solved that little problem for them along the way, every single time, they've learned nothing. That's a better way to look at it. Yeah. 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 It's not about getting the lunch. It's about the lesson. Yeah. It's about that. Because my gut, my heart, I am a total, total pushover. With my (laughs) kids, yeah. My kid today on the way to school, Dad, can we stop and get coffee? My kid drinks coffee. And he's like, Dad, can we stop? Yeah. He's can we stop and get coffee? I was like, nope. Why not? Well, I, I'm, I'm in a hurry, and, mm-hmm. and my I don't have any money. I, you know, I don't want to spend the money on coffee every day. Blah blah blah. Dad, can we get coffee? And we're driving by the Crimson Cup. 
and he had shut up about it for a while, so I pulled in the crimson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like some Bobby Dodd shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just tell you, but I can't say I always practice what I preach, but the, the, it's interesting to know the lesson. It's, it's mm-hmm. like there's a certain lesson that you're teaching your kids mm-hmm. about that, I would assume. And, and I know, Jeff, you are. Bill, you are. We all are. And it's just a, you know, that, that, that's, the, that's where we need to focus is to create strong people mm-hmm. in the world. And, and when's the last time you did that? By overgiving. I like that idea. No, education is, is key. Like education, 100%. I mean, you look at what, what we learn in the schools, a lot of the shit. We know nobody learn, teach you how to uh, balance the checkbook, none of that shit in oh. school. I get that. But in the meantime, people drowning now, though. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So right. people no. need help and assistance now. And, and, um, and whatever can be done to get them people the assistance is what I feel like can be done. Bernie, in my opinion, is just... I mean, you look at the man's history. You know what I'm saying? He's been at the bottom with the people since the beginning. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I, he, I, I just believe what the dude says. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna turn this shit around, and I, I don't see giving it. I don't see giving that decision over to people that, you know, just need to make that money. You know what I'm saying? It, it is, it's uh Steve, we got a, a funny comedian here. You're probably going to have to do the Bernie Sanders impression so at least he can hear Who it. has the, you got a Bernie Sanders impression? Yeah, he does it all the time on here. <laughs> See, now I'm on a spot. We're going to, it's not in my head. Colors yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is free. I can't do it now. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's not in my head. It's free. It's free. It's going to be free. Whatever it is. We're going to tax it, the though. 1%. Yeah, yeah, yes, 1%. that sounds good. It's going yes. to be free. And don't worry about it. It'll be free. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It'll be free. Yeah. Everybody deserve an education to be free. Oh, yeah. dude. But I, Mike, I, don't, don't, don't tell me how we're going to. We're going to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me how we're going to pay for it. We're going to pay for it. Of course we're going to pay for it. It's important. It's a human right. <laughs> See, he's got, he got a pretty good one. Yeah, man, sounds that's just like a, Yeah. You know who's got a good? Did you know uh, Larry David does oh, yeah, really yeah, good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah, know yeah. they were cousins. They're actually related. Oh, really? Yeah, they're like this, like third or some shit cousins. Yeah, Larry David, Larry oh, David, yeah. and uh, Bernie Sanders. You know Sanders. Larry David, right? Created Seinfeld. Created yeah. Seinfeld. What was Kirby that funny shit? Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't put it together right away because you were talking about a politician, and then yeah, 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 yeah. Write a book. Write a book. You can have a book. You write a book. You write a book. I got a little summer cabin. I got a summer camp. Six hundred thousand dollar cabin. I love how he called it a summer camp. They call it a summer camp. Everybody in Vermont's got a camp. I just I pictured like a little tent. I will be honest with you. If Joe Biden is president, it will be great because he is like a bumbling. He's like George Bush. Like remember George Bush couldn't say words. Like he just couldn't. Get it out. Remember uh 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 how would he say? Um, how many? If you fool me once, shame on. How many hip hop songs did I get put in? Yeah, right. Exactly. There's like four or five songs yeah, yeah. That, that just cut away to him saying yeah. that. You fool me once, shame, shame on, on you. you. No, he said if you fool me once, shame you on me, you. You fool me, you can't fool me. You're not gonna fool me twice. Joe Biden, Jay Z put in a song like there's a Joe Biden had a similar incident where he tried to all these truths are self evident. Did you guys see that one? He said these truths are we hold these truths to be self evident. That all men are you. You know the thing. You, you know, know it. Like, yeah. I was like, "Oh, come on, Joe. Yeah, let's go with this yeah, guy." Yeah, we were watching. Thing. I sent you a video, Shorty Lava, because whenever Biden on Super Tuesday, we were texting back and forth this group because we were all watching the results coming uh, in. We were texting. He was sleeping and not playing along, but the three of us were. I had my phone. And on uh, so I was there. watching him, and then he said something about Bernie. I was like, "Ah, oh, he already changed his depends and went to bed." And then a few minutes later, he comes out to celebrate, and he was like this, and I got my little sister, as as he grabs his wife's hand, I'm watching, I'm like, ain't that his yeah, wife? Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, and I'm Joe's husband. 
That's what he said when he grabbed his sister's he, hand, and I and I sure he lost it. He might be started laughing, shit, man. And I was like, "This oh, he should have stayed in bed. He should have just came out the he next day." He probably old and tired. Yeah, yeah dude, that's what, they woke him up. They're yeah. like, "You're doing good." He's like, oh. <laughs> they're like, "You're doing good. Come on, good. Come on, <laughs> come on, out, come on out. Put the tile. Let's go." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put let's go. We got a clip on for you. Yeah, it won't take as long. Go. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah, he, the only the thing I always like gravitate. His teeth are so big and yeah, white. Yeah, when he smiles. Yeah. Like it's they almost distracting fake, right? a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think at least the top yeah. ones have got to be yeah, fake. Got, he's, he's had some dental work. All right, yeah. but I'm still saying Pence gets fired. Bernie comes on advice. They take the world over. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I have no idea what's going to happen now, but I think Biden's going to get the nod. Biden is going to be the Democratic candidate. That's my prediction. I, I, I agree with you. I like I like Bernie, though. I we do like do- Bernie, but I will agree. I think Joe Biden has the, the chops, and more people know him, and he will, he'll get it. We got to do predictions on the vice now, then. On the vice, to I think it's going to be Sher Brown. I, I can't even. I can't even share Brown. Close, That's what I'm man. predicting. You go Brown. Share Brown. I have no idea. I think that he's. Good. I, I still think, I think he's, he's going to go for a woman. I think he's going to go for a woman. I think he's going to go for a woman. Amy. And that was like when Amy, when Amy dropped Amy out. Amy Klobuchar felt, is more yep. his speed than Elizabeth Warren. She might. Where's yeah. she from? Minnesota. Uh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. That might not be a bad thing. She, well, and she runs, she's, she's a moderate Democrat. Yeah, that's she, what I'm she really who is. is. Who, who dropped out earlier on that was the prosecutor? Kamala Harris. Oh. Kamala Harris. Kamala that Harris, might not be yeah. a bad pick she, either. Nah, she's terrible. She no, is. I'm not a fan. No. I'm not a she, fan. She, she, well, here's why he doesn't need to pick her. She's from California. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, that, 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 would be, that would be a waste of a And she VP locked a lot of people Why is that? Because he's going to win California. California anyway. Okay, okay. Because he's going to win California anyway. So I'm just looking so at Amy's it from, from electability. Minnesota, yeah. I think okay. so. So, like, I think but he Sher- needs a Midwest or. or, or he uh, did I, say recently that he wouldn't be against uh, running with a Republican, too. He said that shit. Joe Biden did. What? He running with no Republican. That's what he said. <laughs> did he? That's what he said. But, you know, Joe <laughs> should be talking <laughs> shit, though. Joe doesn't be talking shit. parties, bro. That's what it was. He forgot what parties. It's an interesting point, though. It's like if you're if you're on the fence as one of these conservatives that doesn't like Trump, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sucks Casey somebody in. You know, I got to wonder, yeah. and my dad said it before, this is back and back, because my, my father hates Trump. I mean, he hates him, you know? And uh, and he was like, I was like, it's gonna be Biden, you know. I was like, or I was, I was saying, we said a long time ago, I was like, the the party should have got behind him and been pushing him instead of them fighting right now, where they were pushing a long, strong line with each other. And my dad was like, eh, Biden's not gonna be that good either, you know. And 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 so I just I, like I think that Amy would have got my dad's vote. I mean, I, and that's why I think that if he picked her up and put him on the VP, and yeah, you gotta figure, yeah, that, gotta that, that he would get, he, you know. I, I agree, and you got Biden out there. It's like he's gonna grab the votes of people who don't like Trump but don't want anybody to do anything. Yeah, I was about <laughs> so, to say, yeah, it's he's, like he's uh, got that middle, you know, suburban housewifey appeal. Just middle of the ground. I'm gonna just be here. Kind of like a placeholder. Yeah. Joe Biden just reminds him of a placeholder. A oh, he's very, placeholder. very pliable. Can he? Yeah, make it I mean, the, the, the party yeah right. Go. Exactly. That's who. He'd be what? Eighty-one. He'd be the oldest president. His VP might Would he really be the oldest president? Ronald Reagan was almost seventy-eight when he was done. Uh, we talked about this the other day. Yeah. So he's seventy-seven now. But I think, I think if Trump gets reelected, the same thing, though, right? Yeah, he's like seventy-five, seventy-six. Yeah, so he may be. If, I don't know why. He may be Trump doesn't, Trump doesn't seem old to me, though. Him or Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren old as shit too. Yeah. Neither one of them seems super old to me. Joe Biden seems he, out of it. He just seems out expression, of it. Trump needs to be the face of Diet months. Coke. <laughs> Dude, that yeah, guy. Yeah. I just see him as a guy just slamming Diet Cokes behind there, just stressing out. Who's that? Trump. Trump. He's the, he should be he the face him. of Diet Coke for some reason. 
He, he loves them. He, he eats he, Big Macs. He eats horrible. I can't believe they just. He's, he's put on some pounds oh, too. Yeah, he brought that. Meals. He brought that horrible. football team in, right? And then yeah, gave him all McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. yeah, you can say the office does that to you. Obama looked like a ghost when he left that motherfucker. He was still fit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was still fit though. Yeah, he was. still He didn't look like he. He was always a slender guy though. Trump was slender too back in the day when he was a small guy. He was a tall, he's a slender guy, athletic looking guy. That's what's weird too. Is Trump is Trump is a big liberal. Party conservative, uh, excuse me. Trump please. is Trump is on Trump is a lot Trump like Trump. He supported the Democratic Party in his early yeah. years, yeah. and they, they not even early years, like like not even that long ago. I mean, it, 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 Trump is just an anomaly. He wanted to get elected. He's like Sanders. Like yeah, Sanders is really either. Yeah, like an opportunity to get in where he fit in again. But the, the, the politic scheme that we all have going here, we know it's crazy. What it comes down to is a man is never too rich for a neighbor. And sitting around and talking and working with each other, man, is what we need. I'm just, yeah, amen. I mean, the, 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 the more we listen, yeah. the, the better off we are. And I think smart people know that. I think when you see people behaving all crazy, those are just the apes. Those are just people just on not, both they sides, don't have yeah. yeah, on both sides. They yeah. don't have there is no there is no inclination. There is no wanting to to compromise. There is no wanting to hear the other side. You know what I'm saying? They have their position and they cool with it. You know what I mean? But yep. yeah. most no, smart I, people are like, okay, let's hear. Let's what's up? Let's hear. The I, facts, I have appreciated this entire conversation. Absolutely, you, me too. You spoke to yeah. me today. There's a, there's a lot of stuff. Oh I no, I've said it before. Too, so. I was like, I, I've been I've been I've been wanting to get you on here for a while. And I can't be relenting because I'm yeah, like, no. what am I talking to the lawyers about? I'm not a lawyer. I was, man. Man. No, I told. I was like, I was like, man, you got to listen to Bobby talk other than just telling jokes. This really is a lot. It's Lawyer talk is the start as lawyer talk. Yeah, we, you guys are just talking about shit. Yeah, it's yeah, lawyer yeah. talks to three lawyers and one, jail, one jailhouse yeah. attorney <laughs> and one, one, one private, <laughs> private investigator. All right, well, that's like uh, that might be a double that's like episode. a five hour. Yeah, yeah, we gotta break that up. Yeah. We may have to break it up. But anyway, this is uh, we should probably do the uh, obligatory stuff. Uh, this is lawyer talk at channel five one one. Now you know what, Bobby? You can go to channel five eleven. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you for coming, man. I enjoyed it, man. Yeah, so at channel511.com, you will find all sorts of stuff, including Comedians on South High. We have two of the Comedians on South High uh, stars here at the table today on Lawyer Talk. It's been awesome talking to Bobby. Uh, you should also check out all the content on YouTube. And again, that's easy enough. Just go to YouTube and go to channel511. Or if you're not so savvy, go to channel511.com, scroll to the bottom, click the YouTube icon. It'll take you right there. Hit subscribe, ring the bell. You'll get all the content. Uh, you know, this is free. We've been doing this for a long time for free, but it doesn't have to be. Somebody can volunteer to sign up for Patreon. Uh, simple enough, just like YouTube. Go to Channel 511, scroll to the bottom, link on to Patreon, and be a Patreon of all the shows. Uh, we have uh, uh, lots of stuff coming up uh, in the future, not to mention Comedians on South High going oh, yeah. on. we got Kernels of Truth with Jay Simons. And why, Bobby, does it sound so awesome when people listen to this? Well, it's because Freddie B up at Studio C mm. in Mount Vernon, Centerburg. No, it's Centerburg area. Centerburg. Uh, so Fred Blanchard out there making the audio sound great. And when you see those YouTube interviews, you see those videos, you see all that content, that's not by accident. We have Dan Buckley from Dan Buckley Photography making all that look good. Big but, Dan. Big Dan. And if you need a website, if you need some photographs, you need uh, any work at all, uh, hit us up at channel511.com and we will put you in touch. Uh Bobby, you want to plug yourself coming up, man? Tell us what you got coming. See, I'm at the Funny Bone on the 12th, and I will be in um, Cleveland the middle of April. You can go to bobbydodds.com to check my schedule out. Bobbydodds.com. Oh, yeah. So, check them out. Go see Bobby's show. you got to <laughs> see Bobby's show. I love Bobby's show. Everyone I've seen. 
Yeah, Thanks, I, haven't, I haven't caught it yet, but I'm I just tried to. to buy tickets, man. There's like two left, so get on there now. Get on get it right on now. Right right they're going to sell it quick. March 12th. Now, if you didn't get Columbus a ticket, bone. if you didn't get a ticket, use the money you were going to spend on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> you don't yeah, I know don't let right. that money go to waste. Matter of <laughs> fact, don't even buy the ticket. Put the money into Patreon. Now, Patreon. here's what you do. You go to www.berniesanders.com. Well, Bernie's going to make a donation there. Yeah, He's going to be stumping for Bernie at the show. So We've got to have Bobby back. Uh, Bobby, you'll be back. You might be a regular visitor here, I think. Well, this, this is awesome, stuff, man. I man. like this show, man. This is good. Yeah, this, this, is is, uh, this has been a good time. So, lawyer talk off the record, on the air, talking politics, talking comedy, talking everything with Bobby Dodds. Until now.